listening to the two marks exclusively on the pod station. Listeners, to a new show brought to you by the Two Marks. This time we are embarking on a vicarious journey. I'm going to interrupt you there. It's not new anymore. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. It is new. It's not new. It is new. It's not new. How many Doesn't films matter. have we done now? Eight. Ten. Yeah. What it? point? This is episode ten. Oh. Well, so what point do you drop the word new? Never, because if we have a listener who just tunes into episode ten because it's the most recent one on the subscriber list, it's new to them. Oh wait, check episode four for this discussion. I think yeah. we had a new car versus. We yeah. did, yeah. So yeah. if I have a new car that's not actually brand new, but it's new to you because you've not seen it before is it new okay continue your intro oh my I, god I, I don't apologise and I insist on this staying in <laughs> okay email in on whether or not you feel it's new or not objection here saying your honour <laughs> Objection overruled. I'll continue. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, again to a newer show brought to you by the Two Marks. This time, without interruption, we're embarking on a vicarious journey of discovery through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hold on to your hats as we follow one person's experiences, watching all 28 movies in chronological order. This episode, we're reviewing Captain America Winter Soldier. Welcome to the Marvel Marathon and a little bit more. Let me introduce my friend and interference co host, Mr. Mark Pollard Ali. Well, you see, we also call it the Marvel rewatch as well so there's a, a discrepancy there and I feel we need to leave how many films we've got to watch out because that shows how long it is between recordings <laughs> because obviously Marvel keep on releasing more stuff and we're clearly not keeping up at this juncture although things are going to change are. we are now in a position where we will more consistently for all two of our avid listeners thanks, we'll... thanks mum <laughs> and dad and my mum actually we've got four and my yeah. dad yeah. <laughs> oh and Mo no in Dubai I'm going to give a shout out to I met Mo in Dubai who listens to all of these shows God bless him so in Dubai you met the one person in the entirety outside of the UK who listens to our podcast and he said you were a right knob well yeah but he also met you so he knows that you are yeah he said I was a knob as well okay the two knobs he only listens for ish (laughs) and he he thinks she's a knob as well Well, the other addition to this is that you've now got Ali attached to your name. I know, I did know that. So, did you want me to just keep that as Pollard then? No, do oh, you oh, do I what see. you want, I so don't care. You're selective in your criticism. Oh, well, do you, no. <coughs> <laughs> Whatever. Objection overruled. He's proud of the Ali. Boom. It wasn't on the last one. <laughs> If you haven't listened to the last show, go and check it out on all of the major podcast platforms. We covered Iron Man 3. Correct. You two have been listening to it, haven't you? Yeah, it's mega. You listened to it. I'd completely forgotten how much of a shitstorm you kicked up for me in the last episode. My bad back has recovered from sleeping on the couch for two weeks as a result of that little doozy. You're welcome. I know, when he was nearly married and already on the couch. How was it? We're three months in now. What, the newly married has been on the couch? Been on the couch. <laughs> well, fortunately, there was no metal that came into contact with me nuts. Of course, because we were doing Iron Man and the nuts. Mm-hmm. The nutcracker. Nutcracker, yeah. Or Mark 42. He's still in the cupboard. <laughs> I would have paid good money to see that, to be honest. <laughs> Some people pay good money for the nutcrackers. That's true, if you're in London. London <laughs> listeners, thanks for listening. <laughs> But yes, 
Anyhow, I suppose we should explain. Well, you've already explained the introduction, haven't you? Because that's the whole point of I the introduction. I should have stopped intervening. Without interruption, it worked well. Yeah, I guess. Hi, Ish. Hiya. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm not too bad. That was just weird because you have just seen each other before. Well, we've actually been sitting here for about an hour and a half grilling you over the decoration of your, <laughs> office. your office. Hyperventilating. Watch it for social media because where we record is usually in Latham's office. And oh, yeah, we should do the transformation on the two marks. That'll be cool. Yep. We've we've been bullying Mark within okay. an inch of his life, and bless him, he's even, well, he's even tidied up right out there with the Hoover before you two come now. I know it's going to look mega. Yeah, it's going to be all. What should be noted: you two have more photographs and videos of me on your phone than I have in the history of my lifetime. Yeah, I've also got a couple of me wank bank of you as well. Thank you. I'm glad I help. <laughs> If anyone wants to get to my OnlyFans page, I'll uh, bring up the details soon once I've set that up. It's a private link. Oh, Lord. (laughs) You won't be mocking me when I make loads of money from it. No, because you'll remember your friends, won't you? Of course I will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) We we should say, if you want to catch all these images, go on to the Instagram, Facebook and Twitter pages. Which we will have a resurgence of now. Yes, it's at the two marks. Drop on some comments, thoughts. Let us know if you're our fifth listener. Well, we've had a bit of a sabbatical. Well, I say I have, you have. Yeah, we've been busy. Life has gotten in the way the last six to eight months, but it's now settled. We have now diarised. We have. We have. scheduled in. We've actually scheduled shit. There is a formula now that we may or may not stay. Too. We didn't start well considering this should have been recorded yesterday. It was supposed to be yesterday, but we've had to move it already because busy and important. Or rather, we were on holiday. Yeah. I know where you've been as well because you had a jumper with a name on it. <laughs> I wouldn't have known otherwise. Because <laughs> apparently, when you go on holiday, you need to bring back something that's got a name on it that tells people where you've been. Yeah, fridge magnets are a thing. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you where you've been, does it? Because I could I could get a fridge magnet anything. and get a marker pen and write Gibraltar. No, that's the thing that people do. People have no idea what we're on about. No, they don't. Do you want to explain what happened? I came back with a hoodie with the name of the place that I had visited on. I, as a general principle, avoid those things like the plague for obvious reasons. I just really, really liked the hoodie and made an impulse purchase. I thought I'd try it out today. Naturally, delayed them and I've just been making fun of the fact that I'm walking around with an advertisement for a city on. Yeah. Who, if they'd like to be a sponsor of the show, it's the two marks at the podstation.co.uk. The whole city. Like Man City will take nation state money. I was impressed though that you managed to buy it in the first shop you went to. Well, that's how I generally shop. Most men shop the same way. Women make it turn into like Olympic sports. Apart we- from me, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're quite good. You do still go into a couple of shops and you do ponder stuff more than me and him would. Okay. If you were going shopping with me and him, you just get whiplash. Yeah. When I used to do Christmas shopping, my record for Christmas shopping was eight minutes and that wasn't putting money in a card. That was me going to Boots and going, everyone's having three for two. (laughs) Done. That's not even a hard thing to do. You make, well, women collectively, I know you fought for the vote, but you make (laughs) shopping look like an Olympic sport. You go to the first shop and they go, oh, do you think we could probably get it for 10p cheaper? And you do 15 shops and you go, oh, babe, should we go back to the first shop we did 15 hours ago? Oh, my God, me and him have gone home. He's watched a football match and I've had a Chinese banquet. Yeah, he did pick his wedding outfit from the first shop we went in. Look good as well. First shop, first rail. Yeah. But to be fair, did I ha- my dress was from the first place that I went into. Yeah, but Oxfam doesn't count. <laughs> and I had set a really tight budget. Yeah. So Oxfam actually was the sure, they had a tenner to work with. Yeah. <laughs> See, rider shop was shut. Anyways. 
Moving on back to it. What what were we doing? We're going to Marvel. We're doing Marvel. But I think listeners need some backstory to why there's been a delay on the podcast. You know, because they get to learn a little bit more about us and then they love us and then they tell their friends and then we become millionaires. When you get your spin off show. No, but maybe I should get a spin off show. No. Maybe I should have a meeting. Well, she can, can't she? Um, if you'd like to check out the packages at podstation.co.uk, there's a whole raft we cover support for people who They've want just gone all up as well, of it. Because you yeah. need to know your worth, don't you? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work when it backfires, does it? Hey, maybe I should. Yeah. Listen out on Watch this space, everyone. Might be the Ishtar show at some point. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah, one listener. Oh, it's you. <laughs> It'll be Mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crying. And he's yeah. Like, listening. He's Listen to the episode. Yeah. like, tune in now or you're on the settee. Yeah, exactly. Whatever works. Oh my god anyway. But I know you're asking The vital question Episode 10 It is your favourite And mine Bucky Barnes Ooh. Well yeah We we should we should stress We're watching all of the Marvel films From the get go So if people are joining The Marvel bandwagon now They can listen to them Spoiler free So we're not letting Anything slip About stuff that's gone ahead In Ishi's case She hasn't got a Scooby Doo anyway No no, It's irrelevant But me and you have We're up to speed Yeah um, But Ish hasn't So we're letting her Experience the full Marvel timeline mm. uh, we're recording it so you can jump onto these and, and feel like you're part of the adventure whilst you catch up with the rest of the world and it's in chronological order yeah so we do need time chron- chronological not release chronological so for example we started with Captain America because it was set in the 1940s um, whereas in release that was the second or the third film so we're doing it in in so that everything fits in the right timeline and actually it makes a lot more sense so the Black Widow film will have been will, we will see it or rather Ish will see it in the time when me and you would have liked to have seen it as opposed to when we actually did get to see it uh, you've made this far more, more complicated if I you have, hadn't interrupted yeah. the introduction it did actually say that anyway whatever but there we go and so, also introduced to this John away because it's obviously one person's personal experiences which is the person who we've introduced yeah you know um, but you're in a privileged position aren't you because not only do you get time with us too well that but also we've seen there's get, a mic there Mark you, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since you've done this <laughs> yeah because my spatial awareness has gone out the window but you get our benefit of experience and expertise yeah. well one of us has expertise one of us has experiences of seeing the films mm. and being able to share that to you yeah so that's good isn't it that's why I do it why did you know you had the negatory for the lulls. oh right okay for the lulls, yeah that is also true. Mm-hmm. You won't get that on a spin-off. No. no. Unless you're a guest. We charge a small amount. Yeah, because you need to know you're worth, don't you? <laughs> Six, five pound an hour. Yeah. Anyways, let's <laughs> talk about the film. Yeah, so the film we're covering today is Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which is the second Captain America film they mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're watching it in time chronological order, we've come in, we're watching it off the back of Iron Man 3, and then the film before that was, was it The Avengers? Assemble well, Get together Yeah the Avengers um, uh, General Yeah uh, <laughs> Reunion It was I can't wait till we get to the next lot of Avenger films Where she comes up with some random titles It's yeah. sticky get, The get together Avengers get together line. Well I've already been skitting saying that the um, The Age of Ultron will be changed to Age Concern or something <laughs> Watch this Help face. the aged Tin yeah. Man <laughs> Avengers Tin Man mm. Yeah uh, So Ish We'll start with you. Yeah. Um, what were your general thoughts about this film? Well, if you listen to episode one 
of um, our Marvel rewatch. You all will have known for episode one and whatever Bucky Barnes was in after that, that Bucky was my favourite character. So um, I was quite excited that he came back in some form, although not the sexy version that I know of him. I don't know. He's I, thought, I, thought he I mean, was, his hair leaves a lot to be desired. Hair is horrible. I'm not a big fan of long hair, but I did think... No, we know that. Something to get hold of. Well, Mark. I just I thought, oh. Mark. I did think that he he suited the long hair with the mask and everything and the goggles. Um, I am old for Team Bucky, but with short hair. Well, like kind of cropped, mm, like, like, it is, sides like it was in the first. So I like the film because Bucky's in it, and there's obviously an opportunity for Bucky to be in f- future films because obviously we thought he was dead, but he's not. Um, I'm not the ma- a massive fan of the Cap, as you know, because I'm Team Iron Man. Mm. So I hear you. Did anyone hear the rolling of my eyes then? Yeah. Could we put a sound? <laughs> fucking bucket. Sound clapping clap there or something. Well, the fucking bucket sounds better when you're from Man- Manchester. It does. Fucking bucket. <laughs> Overall, the film was okay. There you go. What do you think his pubes are like if he's let his oh, hair go a bit rough? Massive, like a bear setting. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, they probably would look like a we rock star's bedroom. Because when you're getting brainwashed, that's not going to be your top priority. Or do you think they include it? In Landscaping. Part of the, yeah, do you think... You know, when they put him in that chair and put the the electrifier things to his head... Uh, like fry and while, the, while they're clearing his brain, do you think they also clear his bits? Mm. Or do you think it's just wild? I love that you're both looking at me for the answer to this question. I th- I'm just, we were looking for your female input because me and him could sit and talk about this quite happily. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's going to be a bit rough and ready down yeah, there. It, it would look like a sort of clock spring. Okay, moving on. And plus, if he's left-handed, there's no way you want to be going with a razor down there with his metal hand because he'd end up pulling it off. I'm left-handed. Yeah, but you've got a big metal. Is that why your left hand's shaking? What you do? Put your hands on the table, you. <laughs> but you haven't got a big metal super super hand. Haven't I? <laughs> You haven't seen my Inspector Cluso grabber. <laughs> oh, this is such a face palm moment. She <laughs> <he> said. <laughs> I would, I would, I would love to have a metal arm. What would you do with a metal arm? <sighs> not that obviously, because that would be dangerous. You'd have to set that to a special. I don't know. Thing, it's you? not a superpower. I, there's other superpowers to drive have above. Uh, no, arm. it's not a superpower. But if you think if you were um, enhanced somehow. You had a metal, so that metal arm. So, like, for example, yeah, I would because you can. You're super strong, aren't you? So, if someone's yeah. a divvy, you can just slot them, punch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean sort of violent thing, but like practical things, like open you can lift up stuff. So, I've been doing gardening. Yeah. So, moving pots around, that's a piece of cake, isn't it? With your metal arm. Well, it's not. It's a pot, but I get you. But no, like, what would you do with a metal arm? I, I, I don't know, because I never Why? thought about it. What a fucking random question. No, because Bucky Barnes has got this arm now. That's his thing, isn't it? Like, you're fine. I'll just carry the shopping a bit easier than I do today. Boy. She never carries the shopping. That's yeah. so true. You got shopping. So, so what you'd be able to do is point better with your metal arm. <laughs> yeah. Over there, please, Mark. He's like... Could you do, do it like this? Go. Could you just you know like people go to the gym and they want to run yeah. faster? Yeah, <laughs> over there. Toilet rolls there. Aisle two. <laughs> so so those people who go to the gym and just like kind of lift their arm and show their bicep off. You could just curl it in slow motion, going there. Aisle two. Yeah. Okay. Flower pots. That didn't work out the way that I expected. It <laughs> Did you like this film? Yeah, it's all right. Apart from, oh, all right. Apart from Bucky, what was the other standout? Well, what are we going to do? We're going to start from chronological. Yeah, we'll, we'll start go from through. I'll get your overview first, Mark, because I care. 
Well, do you not want to do? You don't want to go first because you always go last. Okay. Um, I you get my metal arm I mean, and pointy. I, I'm, a, I'm a cap man, so you have, you got it's always good to see cap. I think Captain America films are the best trilogies, as far as I'm concerned, and this was right up my street. I love the whole espionage thing. Um, yeah, it's great. Loved it. It was brilliant. And when it came out at the time, I was equally enthusiastic about it. Good. Well, I like the film for the similar reasons. It had a sort of spy vibe to it. 70s espionage, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like yeah, Bond. Well, the, the reason why I love this from bit, Uncle. All of that. Well, I was brought up on um, Mission Impossible, uh, Man from Uncle, all of those because uh, that, that was the era of sort of the Cold War, wasn't it? So a lot of that stuff going on. And it had sort of a, a vibe to the Black Widow backstory. Not that we're talking about that in the future, but that was something that we've already established from Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um. So it kind of harked back to that. And also I really liked it because there were so many Easter eggs in this film and so many like links to other things. I was just really, really impressed, but particularly with the comic situation. Um, it's just nice that they've honoured that and, and and also Winter Soldier as a villain, I quite like him because he isn't actually su- he hasn't got a superpower. He's just enhanced, so it makes sense. It's practical that he could be so like Iron Man for example is not a superhero in so much as he's not like super Superman, but he's using his mind and his money to make equipment that enhances his ability to be super. But he's an amazing villain because he doesn't mean to be a villain. As such, he's not an anti-hero, so he's not like Deadpool. Well, he's being brainwashed. He, he's a good person who's being brainwashed, so he is a baddie and he's doing bad yeah. things. But there is a an emotional caveat, which means you can't hate him as a baddie, but yeah. you do still have to fear him, and you still can't justify the things that he does, which is an amazing thing to do in a film because you both feel empathy for the baddie, but also can't quite like him because at the end of the day. He's still a murderous baddie. So how does this how does this track then with your comments when Ishtar said Loki's a bit cheeky, and so you said he'd killed loads of people? He's, does that make sense? But he's being brainwashed. He's not in control of his own mind. He's being tortured to the point where he doesn't know which way he's up. To the extent that he doesn't know who he is. He, he when. Well, Cap like says Bucky. Isn't He's it? like, who, who the chuffs Bucky? I've got no idea who this Bucky is you're talking about. When you're at the mental place where you don't even recognise you are that person, then you've been brainwashed sufficiently where if someone says, see that person over there, go and shoot him. And he'll go and shoot him because he's been tortured to the point where he thinks that's the right thing to do. And so... It doesn't make the shooting of that person a good thing, and um, certainly if you're not the person who's getting shot. <laughs> but uh, by the same token, as the person watching the film, you can sympathise with the fact that he's not doing that voluntarily because he's doing it because he's being programmed, and therefore it adds that wonderful caveat. It's a, a bit like Loki, where you can't hate him as a baddie because there's sort of that, almost that emotional element well, he's cheeky, isn't he? He's, de- he's definitely not cheeky. L- Loki's not cheeky. Oh, Loki's cheeky. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. But I was I was actually uh, saying that because we were saying that he wasn't as bad as other villains. Mm. Mr. Pollard here was picking up on the fact that he's, like, he's killed people. And that's why I'm saying that with Winter Soldier, he's been brainwashed, hasn't he? 
I would say the Winter Soldier is a better person than Loki because Loki doesn't have the excuse of brainwashing. Loki's doing shit for his own benefit. Mm. And if anyone's listened to our previous episodes, they will understand that I don't buy into the cheeky description. Um, But because he has a wit and a charm about him, you almost let him get away with stuff that you wouldn't let other people get away with. With Bucky, he almost gets a bit of a free pass because it's not him that's doing it. It's the Winter Soldier, and they are two distinct personalities with different moral principles. Bucky wouldn't do that. The Winter Soldier does. Mm. The Winter Soldier is a personality that's been imposed upon him in some of the most horrific circumstances and over which he has no control. Bucky, he does, and therefore... Bucky is a person you like and the Winter Soldier is someone who you fear. And I do think that that particular character is a really good one to develop and delve into, isn't it? Because, like you say, the two of them are kind of diametrically opposed to one another and it gives the duality to the character so you can develop both the Bucky Barnes um, side and also the Winter Soldier side because both have backstories Hmm. and one's come out of the other because Bucky Barnes would have probably been dead when he fell from that train mm. he wouldn't survive that fall no uh, obviously he's damaged his arm from the fall and maybe he caught it on a tree I don't know maybe he could have survived it but I think he's been enhanced and then brainwashed sort of similar to the, the well the alleged trials America did in the 70s, 60s and 70s was it MK Ultra? no idea people google MK Ultra. Um, it's it's a thing that took place in the 60s and 70s, probably earlier in the 50s. Oh, is that the Mancurian? That's what it's based on. All right, yeah. okay. Um, they were they were using a lot of lot of scientists that came out of the Cold War and out of World War Two Russia, because because um, America, in one of the operations they did was uh, take out take all of the scientists from Germany. They then those scientists then went into doing sort of testing on things to see if they could have super soldiers. A lot of the comics was based on things that have took place anyway so it's kind of an mk ultra thing or lsd trials to see if they'd have soldiers that would just go into battle what well, where, where do you sit on it because you obviously were a massive fan of bucky when he was bucky he's not really bucky in this no but i mean from the, one of the reasons this film wasn't like massively great was because of all the baddies that we've had he isn't the best baddie because yeah, I've got a, a, an affection for him, so he's not like you both saying he's not bad, bad, and so he wasn't a strong baddie for me anyway. Hydra is obviously the bigger baddie in this thing, and you're like, oh shit, they've infiltrated Shield and for this long, and they've been doing all of this backstory. So that was more of an overarching baddie than Bucky himself. Yeah, but I don't think Bucky is the baddie in this well, film. The I Winter think, Soldier. I think, well, no, I don't, I, no, I don't think the Winter Soldier is the baddie in this. Hydra is clearly the big bad mm. in this film, and yeah. I, I, I fundamentally disagree with you about the fact that the baddie wasn't a great baddie. Because they've just brought down Shield, which is the main hero institution that we've followed for the last nine movies. Yeah, across multiple people, I guess, is the difference. Whereas you've had a single person to kind of fight, whereas this was a bit more overarching, wasn't it? I think what you're picking, which is a difficult thing where it sits in, is you've got Hydra, which is the collective. Mm. It's a, it's a, a faceless organisation. Yeah, it's yeah. like AIM. There's a villainous organisation that, that includes several villains that could be ranked higher or lower depending on their level of villainy um so sort of baron von zucker being one of them um 
there's, there's, well, there's loads of them to be fair without going into all of them. But he, I see Winter Soldier as merely an enforcer of that. Yeah. yeah. So he works for uh, um, Hydra, and somebody will say, right, you need to kill such and such. Yeah. So they go. He's like the equivalent of us when we go shopping. Um, you're Hydra and I'm the Winter Soldier, so oh, you t- you tell me where I have to carry the bags and I carry the bags. Yeah. What? That, that's that's a, such that's... a negative. You are on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> now, but <laughs> on, on a separate note, you know, like, like them and I like to have the baddies in our list, our top 10 oh, list. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, our list is good. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we're uh, yeah. similar in our list. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put Hydra on lists no. because they're not, it's not one singular person, it's a big organization. A so that's yeah. where I've struggled. If you're trying to put it on the list, I would absolutely <laughs> refuse well, I, to accept it. I, well, your I, lists are dodgy enough without yeah. with, with both of you putting on people who've literally flashed on the screen for 0.2 of a second putting an entire organisation in as a single thing is not acceptable I would agree with that I realise the trouble I had trying to get the Mandarin on there hang on a minute are you amending your list as we speak are you taking the Hydra off there the Hydra were never on there because of the reasons you've just highlighted because you couldn't put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there no because it's a collective and there's loads of people in that organisation however I know how hard it was to get you to let me put Terry Slattery on there even though what I did some research and found him named as the Mandarin on another thing when I googled it you would not let me put him in as the Mandarin so I know you for certain even if I wanted Hydra on how vehemently you would depose that decision veto it yeah and quite right Mm -hmm. yeah so I'll let you have that one but yeah so he would be the person you'd send to kill someone because obviously Hydra being so sprawling, there's just so many people that are included in that. And also not all all the time. Yeah. You'd have people that dip into it and then kind of the anti-heroes, I suppose, who are not really bad, but they're bad for a paycheck. So kind of for hire, I suppose. Mm. And then there's also what you determine as bad because, yeah, killing isn't good, but then... We can justify killing, can't you? Yeah. Why? What? what um, I'm not sure you can. No, I think we have. I think we did. Who? On many occasions in the last ten episodes. Yeah. I, I don't think I've the, ever. The new listeners wouldn't have heard anyone. that. Well, no, you can justify it if you thought it was a valid thing to do. Absolutely. Mm, no. Yes. You, you two are sitting on a little moral precipice of your own. <laughs> I shan't be following you. Okay. Well, well, let's hope somebody who you find doesn't want you killed, and you can justify it yourself. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly. So what, I, I think we'll 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 stick to the format of we'll run through the film chronologically and discuss the points as they crop up because that that seems quite an orderly way of doing it, I guess. So we start here, and actually, it's an amazing place to start because it allows me to pull Latham on a point that we were debate, debating. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come what, what, from? Debating from Scotland. <laughs> it was a Terrible Scottish, if that's what it was. No idea what that was. Um, we debated this. I, it might have even been in the last Cap film or the Avengers film where we were discussing about Captain America having super speed. Do you remember this conversation? Mm-hmm. And you insisted he didn't have super speed, that he he just had super strength and was enhanced. And I specifically referred you to this very scene at the beginning of the film where he's lapping the Falcon, yeah. as we now get to know him, loads of times by running at what I would call... And it's not flash speed. I mean, he's not going to win a race. Speed. He's not, or Superman yeah. speed, but it's still fast. Right, and I also went and did some research into this, which I remember. <sighs> mm-hmm. And I went and found out that he isn't... He doesn't have super speed. 
um, he has the ability of sustaining a a running speed because he's enhanced. So the super serum gives him longevity so and speed. No, he he can, he can. Well, yeah, because he was lapping the guys. He was because so either either what's his face was, was going dead slower. slower. No, was getting tired. So if you and I started running and our stamina was at different levels, would you slow well, no, down? Because in the first film, he was keeping <laughs> Wait, up with the taxi. that's such an image, you two running around the if, lake. Right, if we, if we started... <laughs> be hypnotic watching me in a pit. <laughs> some How long would that last? Like a minute. <laughs> if anyone's seen Thor Ragnarok, that's what it'll be, literally. We if would you're... smash the first half I... of that 100 metres, wouldn't yeah, we, mate? <laughs> what would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. Is and then you'd both fall male, over each other. <laughs> male competition would kick in. We'd both start sprinting, and over a, over a set period of how many, however many kilometres, we'd both die. Yeah, at the end. Would. We'd both be dead. So A and E would be filled <laughs> with two fat men. But basically, what I said to you at the time, which I still maintain, and please, 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 if you support this decision, ring in, phone in, send an email, whatever. Basically, he does not have super speed. He has enhanced abilities, so he can sustain a reasonable uh, speed for longer you and I would have to slow down he was fast no no. he was fast as fast as a taxi in the first shall shall I be the voice of decision on this anyone who's listening is the voice of decision reason logical reasoning and the fact that if you can run for a longer period of time so okay if you were fighting if you were running against Mo Mo Farah right yeah how long would you be able to run with Mo Farah for before you were retired. That, that same 50 yards. Okay, so would you say then you'd stay the same speed or would you slow down because you were tired? Well, I'd slow down. So would he Would he pass you? Well, yeah. But, but has he got super speed then? But in that first 50 yards when I might be able to keep up with him, I wouldn't be able to run as fast as a taxi in that 50 yards. He wasn't running fast as a taxi, he lapped him. He was. In, he in, went, in the first film, Captain America kept up with the taxi. Yeah. How right. fast was the taxi going? Taxi speed. <laughs> unless you've well, got, unless you've the, got the guy a speed dri- the Well, all right. The guy driving the taxi was a buddy who was trying to escape fr- um, whilst being traced down. So one assumes his foot was pretty heavily pressed on the accelerator. And whilst I accept that taxis aren't the fastest cars in the world, they can at least do, say, 30 miles an hour, which is a lot faster than I can do even over 50 yards. Well, to be fair, if there are any taxi drivers around here, they can't do five miles an hour. I've never seen a taxi driver around our area doing five miles an hour. But if the taxi driver was doing five miles an hour, I could keep up with a taxi. I know. It's all relative. How fast was the taxi going for you to say he was keeping well, up with it, it? Let's go back and watch this film. He was going more than five miles an hour. Right, well, what I'll say is what I said at the time when you brought this up, he cannot do super speed. <sighs> what do you think, Ish? Because we, we, we both have planted our flags in this sand and our, our I'm not moving from my initial decision, which was he has super speed. <laughs> Let's move on. I'll take both of you. So if you want to defend Latham, you'll have to write in because he's losing two to one at the minute. Yeah, you don't need to defend me because facts are facts. <laughs> and at the end of the day, whatever you feel is not a fact. He has no super speed. He has enhanced abilities. End of story, moving on. We do get to meet a new character, of course, in this opening scene. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Yes. Who later becomes the Falcon. Mm. Can I be, in this that, film well he, he, he does become the Falcon because he turns up in this film he wearing does, wings actually. he does have wings called the Falcon alright yeah. right, duo team uh, so you're still on the settee by the way it's all well and good <laughs> flip flopping across the things you're going oh thank you hubby but you will be on the settee by the end of this episode what, what do we think <laughs> of him in this film rubbish lovely do you not like him in this film well it's this I mean I suppose this comes down to the thing I think he's a good character 
the Falcon is a bit like you've you've got the Iron thanks to Iron Man, you're the Falcon. And it, and it, and it, and I know, it, but and, I, and and but you're sticking with just this film because you think I'm going to be bringing in the other stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm not because at the end of the film, I realised that once again, Iron Man has enabled the ability of someone else. So without okay. so, so the super serum, thanks to thanks to Tony Stark's dad, the shield, thanks to Tony Stark's dad slash I believe uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark happens to have um, uh, technology he's designed for wings which he gives to a random guy that Captain America arbitrarily goes, oh, he's my mate because I passed him on a, on a running field. So he's not, he's not a superhero. And also, you've already brought this up in a previous conversation. If he didn't have those wings, what's his value? Hmm. Bad language. Well, I, what do you think, Ish? I liked him. I like the fact that he is a bit soft and not so special. He's just a nice person. It's a bit harsh, soft. I mean, he's, he's a trained soldier. I know, but I mean, he's, he's not my got ass all serum. six serum. And he's kind, and he takes them in, and he's understanding, and he's rational. I mean, you needed that in this film. I'm witty. Yeah, he is. I mean, I didn't really get the wit as you much. Are, I thought it. he was witty. Quite, he he yes. made a funny wit when uh, uh, Natasha turns up in the fancy car. He yeah, okay. invites Cap to the VA meetings, saying you'll do me a solid and I'll look really cool. I think you're grasping at straws. Yeah. I mean, let's, there's let's, loads of examples of being quite so funny. funny. I mean, a bit like Ishtar. Now and again, she'll say something hilarious, um, but it has to be a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> but what a full moon! Absolutely cracking. <laughs> Cheeky thought. True though, so he he he's another character, but he's I think he was just another character brought in so we could go. Oh, we need to bring in the Falcon. He's a sideline. Yeah. he's not a principal. He, yeah. He's he's not a main thing. He's another no. person who who is the counterpoint to Captain America because Captain America has been in in fro- been frozen, so he's like he's cause we were talking about PTSD in the last episode. Um, this kind of sits in the war vet mm. camp, so Falcon is. Um, ex-soldier obviously fought in wars that we don't know in particularly in the MCU and they've introduced him as a counterpoint to Captain America who's literally been on ice for 30, 40, 50 years whatever and he's now telling him what's happened in history and going oh you need to go and have a look at this you need to listen to the Beatles and gives him that list and the two have a bit of a, a meeting of minds because they've both fought for the country but in different periods of time so war that we fight now is done with joysticks and gamers because it's done by drones. Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers, was literally front right line running through explosions, being shot at. Uh, when um, Sam's character was fighting, it's it's done in, a, in modern warfare, so it's yeah. a different type of war. Mm-hmm. And they come back, and again, the, the, I suppose the similarity is when people came back from war in World War Two, they were hailed as heroes, and then. When when sort of Sam's come back, they've kind of forgotten heroes, and that's why I suppose they're pushing that, which is well, war's not the same anymore. What did you What did you think about Cap in this? I th- there is an emotional poignancy about this film. I feel about Cap as a character. We've seen him since the first film, which is obviously set in the 1940s during World War Two. We saw him in Avengers, yeah. where we sort of get to see the humorous fish-out-of-water aspects that people like Tony Stark can make fun of slightly. But this film is very much the first film where they really draw upon, and it's, it's what Marvel do well, where they don't ignore 
major story threads just because they moved on to the next part. And so they repeatedly call back to the fact that this is a guy who's from the 1940s who's now in the modern day. So they make reference to the fact that all his mates are dead when Natasha's saying, well, what are you doing this weekend? And he's like, well, all my mates are dead. Yeah, um, Howling Commandos. Where he's sitting on the bedside of his true love, Peggy Carter, who yeah. is now a thousand years old and on her deathbed. There's kind of a a real poignancy to the fact that this guy, whilst looking amazing and having superpowers and now being in the modern world, so woohoo, he can have a Facebook account. That's all great and fine, but actually all the stuff he loved and cared about has long since disappeared. Mm. It's very emotional. It's an, It plays on his, the emotional side of him and his character, I think, in this film. With with everything that you've said, and then with the Bucky thing as well, it, yeah, I mean, it softens him a lot. The Bucky thing is his. The, well, he's the only other person who's lasted at the same time as Captain yeah. America. Mm. Captain, so he's now in, like you say, a fish out of water. The, the Sam Wilson character is the person he can speak to because obviously they've both been fighting in wars. The only other person who he doesn't know at the time, with with being Winter Soldier, till he has that reveal is the only other person who knows him at the time before he went and sort of ditched that plane in, in uh, the first film. Mm. So it's nice that he's got Sam Wilson because he can talk to He can to relate him. to yeah. it, even and, if he can't ne- specifically. Well, history. So Sam Wilson will know what took place in there. That's, that's The difference is Bucky Barnes was with him at the time because mm. um, if you remember, he couldn't get in to the... He was too small and too wimpy, and and then they were like trying to get. He was trying his best to get into the. Well, Sam can relate to losing someone he cares about in battle. He can relate to the fear you probably experience when you're in the middle of a war zone and there's bullets whizzing past your ear and there's a chance of dying. So he can relate to the basic principles that that Cap has experienced, even though the circumstances might be slightly different. Yeah, well, I mean, well, war never changes. It's just it gets more advanced and that's the difference really it's, it's his is modern and the other one was literally bullets and you know grenades and things and when they've moved forward now you've got tanks and you know the ability to cause more damage because of technology which is why you go to Tony Stark and he was one of those providers of weaponry and he makes a decision to stop um, and do things for good so he is a really good character to blend with Captain America Oh, well, let's say Steve, it's, it's not Captain America, he's meeting Steve Rogers, so Steve Rogers is a good character to have with Sam Wilson, and the Captain America then plays off against Winter Soldier, and I think that's a good dynamic, because you've got someone from his past who knows him, and now someone who he's kind of building a friendship with moving forward, and they've both got, as you say, the relatability. Did it make you love him a little bit more? The emotional bit? No. What about the mega cool fucking scene at the beginning with the boat? where he goes on and basically does all the work. Yeah, but that's what else. you expect from Captain America, though. He's a bit arrogant, because I don't need a parachute. I mean, there's an Easter egg in that, really, from the comics, but, I mean, a bit arrogant when he just jumped off, threw his hat. Well, it was, Why it was is a- it arrogant? Why, why bother wasting time putting a parachute on if you don't need one? Well, don't tell anyone. Because well, then you've got, like, sort of... Yeah, but he do. It. Well, he didn't need to tell them, because Natasha and the other fellows, the head secret uh, special forces guy who ends up with a burnt face. Oh, Brock. Yeah. Both him and Natasha both knew he didn't need a parachute, so we did, why did he need to tell them something that they already knew? It was only the other fellow who didn't know him 
um, because he's clearly a pleb who was disposable and actually ought to be thanking Captain America's lucky stars because if he'd have had to do, he was essentially the red shirt in Star Trek. So if Cap hadn't done all the dirty work, that lad would have been going home in a coffin. Yeah, a bit arrogant then. What? You two are impossible. What? No, it's well, not funny enough for me. See, he did I, Iron Man is funny. Thought is funny. Captain America is too serious. Iron Man did he's that. Cool. Whole, he's not I, cool. Iron Man did that cool. whole scene in Iron Man Two when he th- when he threw his helmet out the plane and he gave gave pet a pet, petty pops. He gave pet a pet, that woman he fancies. <laughs> he gave her a kiss and went and then jumped out after his helmet. That's what she said. But. <laughs> All Captain America does is go, I'll throw my helmet out and I'll pretend I'm Tony Stark and I'll go, where I'm going, I don't need parachutes. Okay. Uh, I I can't believe you think this first scene. Bellend. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool scene, but it's not not mega. It's not the best scene I've ever seen. Well, about Natasha um, sneaking in to download the database, is that cheeky? Uh, no, she's doing what she needs to do because she's been given orders. Yeah, but she's been cheeky expect. doing it behind Captain America's back. No, because Captain America isn't a boss, so she's doing what she's been told to do, as Coulson had to do. Yeah, follow orders. Exactly. And she isn't. It worked well for the Nazis, did that? Following orders. He says that all the time. That's his uh, go-to. That's your argument for everything, yeah, by well, the way. Yeah, well, well it's also not an excuse. Every time <laughs> yeah. everyone says following orders, it's just... <laughs> Can you just get some lighters? Oh, it didn't do well for the Nazis, did it? <laughs> Can you pick, pick up some bread from the shops? Well, it didn't do too well for the Nazis. <laughs> they love loaves. Indeed. But they, no, but he, she's following all, the way I look at it is, he's enhanced, right? Yes, we find, well, we know, we know from the comics code, it's not, it's not spoilerific. She has some of the super serum in her. Mm. She can't run fucking fast, by the way. <laughs> Just for the record. So if you're going to use that argument, she she's does not... She's only been given partial sort. Oh, is that yeah, you? She's got faster reflexes. Do you know what you sound like? You're like someone who's been vaccinated from COVID. She's got fa- she's got faster reactions, which is speed, mm. which is Wait, the same as super speed. Anyway, you seeing that on camera? Anyway, she has moving on. Anyway, moving from on. a leadership anyway. perspective, right. leadership perspective, as Fury is a great leader, he will have assigned Captain America to is do he though, one task. He can't task. be that good because all the flipping baddies are all been working alongside him and he hadn't had a Scooby-Doo about it. Sometimes shit happens. Oh, on, a, on, a, on a global what? level? Apparently That's so. That's what the Nazis said. <laughs> Name me one politician that gets everything right. We're not allowed to do that for politician reasons. Yeah, but by the same token, the politicians who are in charge uh, don't then find themselves with a complete super villainous organisation just popping up going, oh, really? hello, we're taking over. Really? Oh, hang on, though, the Bilderberg Group? Uh, we're getting quite political here. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a Soviet, um, um, what do you call it? Basically, everything that happens in this film happens in real life. And I did tell you this, Pollard, because I said Hydra infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, doing what they need to do behind the scenes to make things happen. That shit happens every day. Oh, you just got a shiver. Oh, well, you just got a shiver. I think, I think that was because Hydra. you were speaking such bullshit. <laughs> Either that or you just climaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fury is not a good leader, particularly. I think we're jumping around here. Let's get one thing sorted, right? They don't have super speed. They're just enhanced, right? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting oh, to yeah. get out of your chest? Hydra, um, Black, Black You've Widow. You've got your point I now. Have, You've I gone for, so far back. I know. Yeah, Black Widow is following orders, which is fine, isn't it? Yeah. Nick Fury, no excuse because they've obviously infiltrated that well over time. But I do take on board it is there are there are parallels to everyday life. 100%. Because if you think about who runs governments, it's not 
politicians, it's the big business. Absolutely. So do you have a major issue then with the fact that Captain America's miffed because they were sent on board to do a mission whilst Natasha, who he understood to be there to provide support to him in achieving the mission he set, also had a side mission, which put at risk what he was trying to do. No. Because she was off doing something else when she was supposed to have been doing the thing that he thought she was supposed to be doing. Yeah, compartmentalisation works. He does not need to know her mission. Absolutely. Yeah, he does, he does if he thinks that she's supposed to be standing there ready to shoot that guy coming through that door whilst he does his thing that he's been told to be there. And actually it turns out she's not there to do that because she's off doing another thing. She's, yeah, he's micromanaging now, which is not, exactly. not good use of her time. Exactly. He oh, should... my God, you two are so right. I'm I totally with Lady oh. on this. What? Yeah. No. He's got his mission. Why is he bothering himself? With... He's in charge of that mission, so he's in charge of all those people there. How do you know that? He's in charge of that mission, he not was, in charge of he their was mission. In, he was in charge of that team. He was sitting there having been told he was in charge of that team. What he didn't know was actually one of the team he was in charge of, he wasn't in charge of because she had another job, which she reported directly to somebody else. What his, what he's miffed about was not that she necessarily went off to do that thing. He's miffed that he didn't know she needed to do that because yeah. he was in charge of her as he understood it. That's a chain of command though, isn't it? Yeah. Which is why Fury's a ship manager. No, but he managed it properly because what if he, what if Captain America couldn't have run dead fast away from the villain and got himself captured? He now knows the ins and outs of two missions. I appreciate that, but I I also also understand why Captain America's miffed because he's like, well, hang on a minute, what was if I'd have got killed because the person I thought was on my team to help protect me wasn't there because she was off wiping her ass? No, I can see... Anyway, I I feel we're getting bogged down. Well, I mean, we could go back to the fact that they haven't got super speed if you want, but basically... ultimately what you need to be thinking of is yes he got a bit miffed because he didn't know the entirety of the mission but for mission success you can't know everything because there are sub submissions she's she's a trained professional he should respect and you would agree with this that she's well qualified to go and do missions she's been doing she's a bloody black widow he is but the the way the army works and the way the armed forces works is there's usually someone in charge of the team yeah so that they can give orders, so that the, so there is someone organising and bringing together these skilled people That's right. for a greater cause. Yeah. His argument is, well, I'm in charge of these skilled people, but actually I'm not in charge of these skilled people. I've just been told I am, but actually right. I'm not. But bottom line, did it work? But also, underneath oh, that... because Captain un- America's cool. Fucking and hell, fast. but the point no, is it no. hurt. Everything got out. But Everybody underneath, got out and underneath that bottom line, another line, which is you, you brought up the army... The army don't know what the Navy SEALs are doing. Boom. Yeah, but they're not all on the same mission at the same time. They might the well be, thing. yeah, because the army are in, maybe in Helmand Province doing things and Navy SEALs are, out, are basically doing sort of... I know, um, but in the example that you've just given there, that's not correct because Captain America's on the same mission with these. But anyway, right. I feel that we need to move on. Under that, under that you line... You need to move on, Pollard. You, you need to move on. <laughs> you need to move on to that settee. <laughs> we we find out just how good a manager Fury is because he lets us all into uh, the secret Project Insight uh, Great. when what, what Cap complains about. What? That's a good project, is it? Of course it is. Well, it didn't work out because uh, because right because <laughs> Captain America is a nosy bastard 
And what he needs to do is follow chain of command and not question the rules of command. But if he hadn't have questioned it, then Hydra would have got in charge of all those three ships and we'd all be dead because I'm definitely getting shot by that machine because if they'd looked at my past, they're definitely assuming I'm going to be a prick in the future. Why would you be on that list? Because I'm a prick now. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah, Thanks, love. Yeah, but I don't think... <laughs> no, but Bellen, I am, really. Bellend wasn't on the list of things to be killed for, was well, it? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, it'd be. be on my list. <laughs> Manchester's going. Shut up! <laughs> no, it is though. It is though. To be fair. What? I just cut some the corner. We'd move, we'd move all your family out, but yeah, still Manchester's going. We give them a 10 minute warning. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but then we'd have to charge them all to come into Yorkshire and Merseyside. Yeah, because you'd have to know your value, don't you? Yeah. Oh, Lord. I've forgotten now. It was so funny. Yeah. So if Cap hadn't stepped in and started asking questions, and then fundamentally the story hadn't moved on as it did. Them ships would have killed all those people. Okay. So the ships wasn't a good idea. Well, I think the ship's purpose were... Well, it was a good idea. It just was being misappropriated for the wrong reasons. But isn't that the point that... Nick Fury wouldn't things... have allowed that to happen. If, if, so if what you're saying is... Yeah, if but, Nick Fury no, but, knew... But that's if you agree with Nick Fury's principles. If you don't agree with Nick Fury's principles, then Nick Fury's intentions of the ship are probably just as bad as our belief. What? As... Are you saying that Nick Fury is potentially a baddie? No, I'm saying it's all about perspective, isn't it? If you have two people... So, taking the political system, if you've got and any Americans listening says, if you've got a Republican and a Democrat, if the Democrat's in charge of the red button and you're a Democrat, you think the right person's got the right power. If you're a Republican and the Democrat's got the button, you fundamentally disagree with that person's principles. You don't think the right person's got the power. And so Fury and Hydra, if you're a Hydra fan, then actually you think if Hydra are in charge, they're doing the right thing. And if you're a Fury fan, then you think Fury's doing the right thing. Okay, so... So we've established both people think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, and the people... So the the belief that Nick Fury's... What Nick Fury intends to do with those ships is more morally correct than perhaps someone else who might have had it. And I'm not saying Hydra, because obviously Hydra's is, is highly flawed <laughs> principle. But I'm just saying Nick Fury's intentions or, say, Captain America... If Captain America was in charge of those ships... Would his intentions of how those ships would get used be better than Nick Fury's? What did Captain America want to do with them? Well, I don't know. So I'm just attraction. starting out theoretical. Probably. What I'm saying is we can't just sit here and go, well, Nick Fury's a good guy, so it's all right giving him an enormous ship that can destroy everyone. But isn't that the problem with giving people power? Hmm. We assume we give the power to the people who are going to be... Um, Use it in the right way. Essentially, he'd be a dictator if he was in charge of it because no one voted him to be in charge of all those, all that power and all Why that. Why are you anti-Fury? Well, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just like challenging the theory that just because he's in charge, he's got the keys to the flipping... He is trying to fight the multiverse of villains. I mean, that's not an easy job. Is that a sequel that you've just made up? <laughs> Yeah. That's a new, the new Doctor Strange film. <laughs> episode 59. <laughs> he is, but he doesn't know who he's fighting, so what he's doing is just getting bigger and bigger weapons. Yeah, because he's preparing for things that are going to come because he's got an indication from the past nine episodes. So hang on then, so isn't he not doing what Tony Stark was doing, building loads of suits? And the argument is that uh, Tony Stark... We're, we're assuming Tony Stark's... Uh, because of the comic books, Tony Stark is a good guy, but actually he's not in the comics. He builds all these machines. He's a drunk, alcoholic, abusive husband, domestic abuse. 
and alcohol. So he's not a good guy, but he's in charge of all these machines. Well, I mean, I think you could probably um, filter it down to those things if you, if you wanted to be anyone to be bad. I mean, it's all well, no, well, what I'm saying. Bad language. Everybody's flawed in some way, and when you give them power, you're accepting that that flawed person will make flawed decisions because they're not a perfect human being. Yeah, well, that's why you have these organisations. And so, what you try and do is pick the least flawed person or the person who's. Um, belief systems are perhaps best suited for having all that power but we don't always get it right and that's why we end up with politicians in charge who are flawed flawed and moronic at, at, at times and then we vote them out and someone else comes in to repair the shitstorm that's been created by the last moron but isn't it reasonable this, to think that anybody who takes over someone's like so the project we're talking about Project Insight Nick Fury believes that he is doing the right thing Hydra believe yeah, that so did Hitler well, Hitler yeah, know, thought he was doing the right thing just, there was a large percentage of the globe who well, disagreed well that's what I'm saying is him. everyone who takes over whoever took over Project Insights is it reasonable to believe they would think they were doing the right thing yeah well Hydra thought they were doing the right thing right so and the oversight committee yeah they so, thought they were right so everyone so, always thinks they're doing the right thing so the question points? is what's the majority all I'm saying is it's never black and white there it's alright Nick Fury's got the keys so it should all be good I don't, well, I don't think people are saying it was the right thing I think he was trying to protect the future of what threats could happen outside of the planet because we've now established at this stage of the game even though we're watching the films in chronological order even if you watch them in phased order you would see that we're now stepping outside of our planetary yes. threats. So we're not just seeing metahumans and people who've just, every, everybody, the worst kept secret ever, the mm. super serum. But having bigger guns doesn't necessarily... Well, yeah, we don't know And that. actually, we, well... You're using hindsight bias, which is you know what other things are out there. Well, no, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about in the real world, just having a bigger, better gun doesn't necessarily mean, because what happens is then the other people get bigger and better guns. So in the alien scenario of Marvel, the aliens turn up and they might not actually have any bad intentions towards us but what they don't what they are met with is three enormous spacecrafts with big ass guns pointing at them going ook are you no but you're talking about humans who have come across aliens who have non-human capabilities to wipe out people yes well, but we also have the avengers so we don't need to worry about that shit. like what i'm saying you're using your knowledge of what's come before so basically nick fury hasn't had the experience tony stark has and he's seen the chitari nick fury is aware of the new york battle because he was part of it he's now saying that exists we have had prior to this we've just got some tanks and some yeah. apache helicopters and we've got the big red button that nobody really wants to press because all we're going to do is kill ourselves what although ironically have? the big red button did fix the problem in that scenario it oh, did require iron man to direct it through the hole in in that film yeah it but did. it did so but i'm talking moving forward with nick fury's experiences him as a person who is running uh, Shield has all of this ability, which which basically Tony Stark's still involved in, as per the engines based on his experiences from the first uh, from the Avengers issue when they had the problems with the engines. He's now thinking, right? How do I keep this under wraps? So we have a deterrent, we have a, a thing that we can. So if anyone's spying on us, which you kind of go, well, that, that could happen. We won't. We could just basically go, oh, hello, we have got a way to get around this. And he hasn't built an armada. He's got three ships. It's hardly the bleeding um, ba- battle battle. Uh, and with like, well, you say, you say that, but uh, at the end, 
by virtue of our superhero fixing the problem, that those three not armada ships were going to kill millions of people across the planet. Well, that was because it was misappropriated. Well, so so the, no. But so, my my point is, you've just suggested he's not building an armada, and therefore there's a limited amount of damage that could be done. Actually. I would say that three ships that could kill that many people in such a short space of time is... What's the alternative? Well, I don't know. I didn't expect it to get quite so political and heavy. It's, That's the uh, point. There is no alternative. He built there? three ships as a preventative measure to being overruled by an alien force, and that, that was the reason. It's been misappropriated by a villainous organisation to kill people who are indigenous to the planet. His reason for creating three ships that were pretty high-tech was from an external attack from an alien force that by definition has two two outcomes. One, they arrive and they're not trying to overthrow us. Or two, they arrive and they do want to overthrow us and we we buy ourselves some time with three ships that buys the time that we can put a call out to the Avengers and say, oh, we need some help. Because Mm. the Avengers aren't everywhere which is why in the comics you have the West Coast Avengers and other Avenger initiatives, because they're not all based in New York. And and the alternative is they do turn up and they wipe us out. So there's three alternatives there. There's the peaceful, they're not peaceful, and they wipe out three ships. Or we can fight them off with three ships because they're not very good. I mean, I don't disagree. I, I, I suppose for me, and this is why I love the Marvel films, this is why I think they've done it so well, everything's grey. There is no good or bad. There is no they're the right person doing the right thing because there is always a grey element to it. And quite rightly, towards the end, when Cap is offering to help deal with the problem with the ships and Hydra, he's like, S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to go as well because S.H.I.E.L.D. is a a different problem, but it is still one and the same problem. And it's wonderful because up to this point you assume S.H.I.E.L.D. is good although I suppose the argument is that I don't think we have because we saw Coulson well obviously Ish disagreed with us but Coulson was being an ass in Thor when he kept on stealing all their data and information and all that mm. scientific work that she'd done they just come in and take it um because I mean, for the benefit of the recording, I did actually also know that they'd been infiltrated before seeing this film because I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and it was touched. Well, it was that was their storyline. The whole storyline of season four was that Hydra had infiltrated Shield, so it was only natural that the film continued that story arc because that's what they'd established. And the point is, all of this is nuanced, and therefore it allows for debate, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy throwing. Oh, do you hadn't picked up that vibe? <laughs> no, I, 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 I enjoy saying, "Well, no, that's it's not black and white. The grey, let's right. discard the grey." Oh, I do enjoy that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I generally am. But anyway, are you though? <laughs> he won't he'll say no now because the couch is looking particularly painful for that oh, shoulder. No, fuck it, I've got used to that couch now. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we go back to the museum, which is a nice callback, yeah. a bit of a refresher, really, of what happened in the first film. Mm. Um, question, who did Peggy marry? Because she said she married one of the Howling... Commandos. Commandos? Which no. one? Did she say Howling Commandos, or did she say one of the people that he um, saved? Uh, I don't know. I know she married someone who Captain America saved. I bet he was gutted about that. I what? mean, he will be, because he's such a nice guy, but a little bit of him maybe. hope. Oh. The guy had what you've created there is a paradox. Idea. Well, because the paradox we've got is we've seen other films that go after this, and technically, based on those films, the person that is yes. undisclosed could be 
the paradox we've created. I know, but I, I was just curious. Clearly, it's a person unknown who she marries. Which may therefore... be purpose for this particular point. Yeah, yeah. And we also see him sitting by the bedside of Peg. How yeah. did you feel about that, Ish? Oh, I just put old Peggy R. That's an insight that we've 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 <laughs> signed up for. Yeah, I wanted to hear Latham's perspective on it because I know that you're why because he likes old ladies. <laughs> no, he's the he's the Peggy Carter buff, Peggy Carter. Yeah, oh, would, would you do Britain. old Peggy? Would you, you do you old? Peggy? Do, you do buff Peggy, but would you do old Peggy? No. Hey, she's good looking for an old lady. Yeah, don't know. Oh, she's she, she, she old as in old in that, this. That old Peggy. Yeah, that old. I mean, I mean, I'd be in an arm wrestle now, wouldn't I? Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Is that the turn off? I'd probably snap a wrist. You'd probably get arthritis and, and osteo, osteo, whatever it's called, rheumatism. Mm. Um, she wasn't looking as old as old people get. She, I bet she stunk a piss, though. Oh, Lathan. <laughs> is that your thing? <laughs> Stinking a piss? It's not my thing, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Check out my OnlyFans. It is a specific specialism. No, I mean, in this film, she looked good for her age, and we're not really establishing how old they're saying in this, are they? What she is. Well, we could we can roughly work it out. Was, what what year was the film? Well, did the film come well, out? Well, no, I don't mean in the time the, the age of the film. She's she was she's around about the 40s. 30, she's about thirty in the World War Two. Yeah, so if you, so, she's going to be um seventy early well um seventies and she seventy or eighties. Yeah, because yeah. if she was she's got to officer level and she's head of the OSS, which is the precursor to Shield, so she's probably. 30, 32, 33, and he's been in this thing for 40 years. I've got it down as about 85, something like that. If she was 25 in 1948 and, say, now in 2008, she'd be about 85. That was quick maths. I'm trying, well to, I'm trying to work out. I mean, it might be completely wrong, but... Yeah, but any fans who've seen Agent Peggy, Peggy Carter will know that go that... that, that so she, she's, she's not young, is she? Let's just put it that. She's probably 70s, um, early... Mid, mid, let's say mid-70s, for the benefit of argument. Clearly, based on the scene we see, she's kind of on her last legs. Did he get you in the feels? For what? Well, the fact that Captain America, who loves Peggy, is sitting next to her, still loving her, yeah. and she's still loving him, well, but she's dead old and he's dead young and fit, and Survivor she's dead guilt. old and yeah. Yeah, but that's that's all Captain America in it. He's a softy. What do you now? But I think he's got Survivor guilt. Would he have gone and seen her if he didn't know her from the forties? If he hadn't have lived longer than she had, and he goes back to see if they grew old together. I'm not being funny. He was trying to uh, tap up uh, a niece. Is it a niece? A girl. Oh, um, he's about age in thirteen. All oh, right. Yeah. All oh, right. Because that's Peggy Carter's niece. Do we think that's because he recognised a little bit of the DNA? Well, no, because she was given orders. She to She had a scent, a scent of the Carter about her. Ooh, or the Carter. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I'll never take off that. <laughs> She Unless you're buying it. <laughs> yeah, in which case, on my OnlyFans page, get yourself on there. Exactly. I'll wear that. And then sell it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, she was given the mission to keep an eye on him, wasn't she? Yeah. She was. And she followed those orders. So, she did. But also, it's kind of difficult not to be in the path of someone and then has a virile young American who has got super serum in him would not want to, you know... End up with super serum in them. Yeah. <laughs> Consensually, consensually, obviously that would happen. How how bad would that be though? If sort of that would be bad, wouldn't it? If you suddenly you fancied, you know, sort of Peggy Carter, and then you fell in love with someone else to find out it's the niece of the person who you've kind of been betrayed. 
Well, I, I suppose you could. Are you distracted you could, right now? You could justify it to yourself because Peggy's been married for X number of years and has clearly reproduced, and therefore well, not clearly, she's not been living like a, she's she's been living like a she's not been living like a nun. Well, she hasn't David. abstained all those years, so I think he can with the. A clear conscience, move on and find himself another. Yeah, well, she has some love interests. If you've seen Agents of Shield, not Agent Peggy Carter, you know that she's had some dalliances. Anyway, um, Nick Cage, Fury, Lu- Luke Cage, oh Nick, Nick Fury, Nick Fury, <laughs> loving his car. It's how cool is that? I absolutely, under no circumstances, should be ever allowed to own or possess or be given one of those cars because there would be carnage. I'm behind you. Everyone I'll, who cuts me up, you. everyone who doesn't say thank you when you let them in. Oh my Machine God. guns coming out. True story. They're getting blown up. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the way to work this morning, I would have wiped out at least five people. Exactly. <laughs> And you can just ram them. If if your gun fails, yeah. you just ram them. Take him out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be on the phone to tell you, Stark, for the proper upgrade package, which is basically rockets. <laughs> oh, I'd bankrupt myself with the upgrades. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, just give me more. I'll have all and of I them. And I quite like the realistic thing about the bulletproof glass, yeah. which is that it's not bulletproof proof. If you're going to continually repeatedly fire at it, it will Shatter. eventually yeah. give. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's that's the nature of it. So I, I quite like the fact that it's based in some realism I mean a 50 calibre minigun in your passenger seat isn't probably realistic however if that's on the optional extras form tick yep I'm having it yeah. it's a great scene this I'd forgo an airbag for that <laughs> <laughs> really? I would <laughs> yeah absolutely it's like joining an airbag well, in the passenger the, seat obviously, obviously, the, obviously the passenger's airbag not mine yeah <laughs> sorry love <laughs> noted she's in the boot well to be fair that's where most of mine are so <laughs> mega scene I love it isn't it it's yeah, good it is good because you don't expect that it's going to happen and you don't expect that all hell's going to break loose and he ends up where he ends up did you think he was dead yeah did you I didn't think it was going to end good for him they made it very realistic didn't they I, w- I would say there was I, I think because they killed Coulson off mm. there is that nagging doubt in your head you're thinking He's a big actor to kill off, and but that's so why we love more. it. Can they have the? Should they? But that's what I love about about Marvel because you just don't know who's going to go next. It's like Game of Thrones where they could just cut a main character at the beginning. And you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen now? And then it just gets better. That's what I love. So it was absolutely feasible that Fury could have gone and then not come back again. Now I am obviously wholeheartedly Team Cap. I hadn't picked that and up. I, I, yeah, I, no. I love him Went dearly. However, there is clearly a chink in his armour, which is give him a USB pen and tell him to hide it, and he picks the world's fucking stupidest place <laughs> to put it, which is in a public vending machine where if, you, some put, point. if you put 10 quid in or yeah. more than three people use the machine, bearing in mind it's a hospital and there's fuck all else to eat in a hospital, yeah. uh, so you just go to the vending machine, you will eventually find a top-secret USB pen land where your kid cab was supposed to. I mean, <laughs> dude, sponsor. did Ridiculous. anyone think that was a good place to hide it? There were better ones. I mean, you could have swallowed it. Better? Five minutes after you walked away, Natasha walked up and just put 10 quid in the machine and <laughs> stole it. 
<laughs> That's how good a place it was. And also, those if you go by the trope in America with, the, with those machines that never work and they have to keep tipping them towards you and banging them, at some point, you would have emptied it by pure, simple... Default, yeah. yeah. But you would have banged it because you wanted to get yourself a nutcracker, whatever. Well, it would it, 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 be me. I'd have put money in, it wouldn't have worked. And shaking it and swore at it repeatedly until my USB pen landed. Well, where I'm from, probably somebody would have stolen it. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Yeah, it was stupid. It, I mean, to be fair, what would have happened if it was around the hospitals by me? Some drunken pisshead would have... Well, that's two things. Pisshead is drunk. Some trampy pisshead would have gone into A&E having hurt himself and then stolen it. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, this obviously alludes to the fact that he now knows that there's baddies in and amongst them. And um, when... Because uh, we haven't mentioned him yet, but what's his face? Armandola. Blue Piss. eyes. Alexander Pierce. That's the one. The one who's in charge Pierce. of the oversight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he obviously speaks to Cap and gives Cap enough belief that he's not necessarily trustworthy. From and then we get this amazing lift scene. Yeah. Does anybody want to leave? And then he kicks everyone's ass. That's good. That is hardcore. Yeah, it is because it's Cap. Yeah. Iron Man couldn't do that without his suit. Okay, whatever. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, well, his name's Brock Rumlow, just in case you wonder. Who? In this film, he's Brock Rumlow. No, no, no. Ah, right. Yeah, that, yeah. The, guy, the guy who's the main one in the lift yeah, is yeah. Brock L- Rumlow, right. who is the one who ends up basically, well, Winter Soldier. With a face looking like an ashtray, yeah. Yeah. Good scene, though. I enjoyed it. And I like the fact that he's now on the run. Yeah, it uh, makes it exciting, doesn't it? It does, particularly because it leads us on to the shopping mall scene. And you don't know who he doesn't know who he can trust, so it's quite it, it's quite an edgy edgy part of the the film. Oh, is this when Cap puts on a cap because that's the best disguise ever? Well, yeah. isn't that like the Hulk putting on a cap? Yeah, apparently Cap. Well, you see, I know who he looks like, and he's oh, you got you on back to front. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognise you. Is it before. Mark or is it Mark? Who knows? Mm. Well, I'm kind of a, a decoy for him, just without the beard. Exactly. <laughs> Today. Yeah. Um, but you didn't recognise me. No, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, where the fuck's your beard? Where. <laughs> But they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. It wasn't a disguise. They. They were just. They were. He just wasn't walking around in his Captain America outfit. Yeah, because that's the interesting thing, which is which is like the Superman thing, isn't it? Where you put glasses on and go, no idea you're Superman. Yeah, exactly. Take the glasses off. Oh, they're Superman. That type of thing. Yeah. So, but when you are one of the most. So think celebrityism now. If David Beckham, who's not a sponsor, or anyone who's the high level, high echelon of super, super, super celebrity, if they walk down the street with some shades on. Do they become less recognisable because they're wearing a baseball cap and shades? And the answer is on the postcard, no, because they're not. Because they're most recognised <laughs> people. To be people fair, can I say, yes. most women celebrities probably would not notice them because they won't have a load of makeup on and look like the rest of us. A lot of women celebrities who, who are off duty, as it were, look just dressed like tramps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've seen some not not face made up pictures and they look really normal so you probably would just walk around but we're talking like Captain America who's pretty big his arms are massive I mean yeah. he held out well the guy did recognise him as being a specimen yeah that was funny yeah and he did hold up a helicopter with one arm <laughs> although I'm sure Apple would have brought him in for a proper investigation given he was letting people use the computer to do honeymoon Research as opposed to actually decide whether or not to buy a computer. No, but I thought you could browse the internet at the Apple Store. Can you? I'm I'm PC, mate. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You're asking the wrong person. I don't subscribe to their Uber 
buy all their stuff, Malarkey, which is why they're not a sponsor, because I know they wanted to be. Well, they could be a sponsor, because I'd take all your products. I'm a big fan. We've got a house full of apples. Have you? What, and you the fruit. And the fruit. Do you own a greengrocer's? <laughs> yeah. Write in and let us know. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty do Apple sure let... you can. Go into the Apple store and browse if you want to browse. I mean... Really? Yeah. Like well, you can wow. use the internet. Well, I use the internet on there yeah, with a proprietary software. Do yeah. you have to pay for it? No, man, you just go in and Google whatever. I'm sure I've seen that in America. Google whatever. Obviously, within reason, they probably got porn sites like blocks or whatever. Apple's got porn sites now. I mean, talk about diversifying. Uh, that's just a joke, by the way. Satire. <laughs> bothered now we, because we, they come we cannot, off Apple. We cannot afford to fight <laughs> Apple on any legal fronts. But if PC want to be a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love that scene anyway. Is that because it's Apple? No, I, I just liked the guy. I thought the guy was really funny and how Romanoff sort of goes, oh, wow, you're practically twins. And he sort of really quite nicely and fondly and casually goes, yeah, but, you know, specimen. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do we think about the dynamic between Natasha and um, Steve? They'd make a cute couple, wouldn't they? I, d- I don't think the love interest level. I think they're no, friends. No, I don't. Definitely friend zone. They are friends, though, but if they wanted to take it to the next level, I they think they'd make a beautiful kid. They're just friends. He would look out with her. He, I think they're not a sister-brother thing. I think they're one level up from sister-brother, but they wouldn't get intimate. I mean, with a super speed, he'd batter her, wouldn't he? I don't know why I'm looking over there. There's no one there to look at because I'm on my own with you You two. were looking at me because I ran there and back again oh, with super speed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super bollocks. They, they, I think they are... One level up between above the love of a brother and sister, and they are stepped down from being intimate because I think they both know that it wouldn't work. Mm. And then, and then, what have you lost? You've lost loads, then, haven't you? Yeah, they are. They do work well together, yeah. and I think they've got a nice chemistry. vibe. Go, yeah, mm. nice chemistry, and they clearly do care for one oh, another, yeah. um, and they respect each other. And I think that's why he gets upset when she, what he thinks, betrays his trust because she does the mission that doesn't tell him but that's the thing isn't it what about the comparison between their relationship versus hers and Hawkeye well Hawkeye and her are a bit more of that they're more than it's very similar Um, I I suppose they can relate more because they're a bit more on an even keel powers wise I guess they've got the same level of mortality and I think they've got more of a long standing background Hawkeye and her have yeah and I think they have had a, not a dalliance, but I think they've been a bit more. You think? Mm. No. What? No. Okay. Do you think Hawkeye oh, and Natasha have had I don't a? Know. Don't know enough about the backstory yet. I I th- I think she's got a similar relationship with Hawkeye that she has with Cap, mm. but Hawkeye's has been built over a longer period, and therefore perhaps is slightly more um, long-standing. <clears throat> Why don't you Google has Hawkeye porked Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Apple do that do that search whilst getting your latest upgrade probably charge you for it we find out the main plot because they go to the shield this is the location. best part of this film by the way which is quite funny because Cap says why would you have a secret office inside an office a secret office so essentially a super secret office but you absolutely would, though, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. if you're hiding shit, you'd hide more shit inside the shit just because if that's your thing, you just like hiding stuff. Well, I liked... So this this bit was reminiscent of... Have you seen um, Meet, Meet the Fockers? Yeah. So when Robert, De Niro's, when Robert De Niro's character has 
underneath his bed a secret like operations center yeah and he like sort of sort of goes, goes yeah, underneath yeah, 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 yeah. and Winnebago yeah. that type of thing yeah um because sure, yeah. you think well why would you need all that and it's like because you just have you could just have that in because Winnebago. you can yeah, exactly. why would you not exactly so he's got a super secret thing under his bed in his own Winnebago that no one's really bothered about going on yeah so you would if you could do it you would totally yeah what about you <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, geez, from an interior design, can you imagine the amount of money she'd charge for that? I know. Imagine, what, what would you call extra for the super secret office? <laughs> a lot, because uh, you want to make it super secret, obviously. No, but I love Don't it. Tell her, then. <laughs> I love it because, obviously, we thought Armanzola was gone, done and dusted, and I really liked his character in, in the first um, Amer- uh, Captain America. So his him coming back and being in these computer forms and all of this kind of stuff, that's clever technology, that, isn't it? And when he was explaining their plan, you were sitting there staring, pointing at the screen, going, that's true. That's that true. happens today. People give up all their information on social media sites. I know. And, you know, it is highly likely that we will be, our brains will be captured in a computer at some point in the future. Oh, I forgot you two are the mass conspiracy theorists. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. What, 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 I mean, I'm not asked because I'll be long since dead by the time they figure out how to use it with any real venom. Whatever. At which point it's everyone else's problem, but... yeah. Yeah, no. It's only for your kids. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like, doesn't care. And then he goes, oh, hang on. <laughs> That's hang their on problem. We all have our shit to but deal with. It's, it's great because it just gives you an insight into what life is actually going to be like or is probably already like secretly in a, in a lair that we're not aware of in America. So yeah. would you, if they were predict, if the machine was looking at you and predicting your future and whether or not you do or don't make the cut. I'm making the cut. Oh. Valuable, okay. yeah, but isn't this a bit like the Minority Report, where you have people who arrest people because they might do something in the future because of a prediction? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, mean, I understand the flaw, but are you getting? Are you making the cut? Um, no, <laughs> no, I don't think I am either. No, no one, I'm not that. I've much got of a too threat. much of an opinion on things. <laughs> it's, I don't think anyone's going to. They be. don't need people like us around either. <laughs> no. We're just a headache. Yeah. Oh. First wave. No. Well, if you guys are going, I'm going to. Yeah, that's because you gag in. <laughs> you're literally coming along just to be part of it. That's True. all. Not because of your own own volition. You're coming and goes, oh, I want to be part of something. <laughs> they might keep you because of, you know, your interior design skills. Call me brain. No, I'm interior design skills. Mm. I mean, not your pricing structure. <laughs> On phase two, they go too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think because yeah because we're quite quite opinionated aren't we yeah we're gone <laughs> nobody needs that yeah no no one needs us <laughs> kicking up the sand no not at all if you need to tell people and expect them to do as they're told we're not you guys <laughs> if you tell me something that I have to do I immediately want to say no and find another thing to do even if I fundamentally agree with what you've told me because you told me to do it just out of spite yeah 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 I'm, I'm there. Um, do we think Natasha Romanoff is going to make the cut because she has magic hair because in the next scene she turns up to the Falcons with dirty hair and then um, is drying each individual strand with a towel yeah that didn't and then the next scene has the most beautifully blood dried hair ever or do we think Falcon keeps her hair dryer around just for such an occasion that is one of the reasons that um, I do not go out with Black Widow is she takes too long to get ready I'm surprised that you picked that up, actually. Well, uh, you're yeah. Probably, obviously, you're thinking mean, about how long you get to ready. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> really? 
hey, in for a penny, in for a pound. If I'm on that couch, I might as well. It's on the floor now, by the way. <laughs> it's on the couch. It's not things way enough. No. And we find out that this is the falcony bit where we sort of he alludes to the fact that he did something other than just was a normal soldier, mm. and with they arrange uh, to go and steal his machinery although we don't know what it is and we don't even see the caper yeah. of the theft we just turn up to throw with the bald guy boo who's a baddie and we didn't know who's a baddie off the well we off did the roof agent sitwell yeah yeah we knew from agents of shield did we i think we did well you get a bit more of an indication of who is Hydra and who's not Hydra with the politician and then that person and then Buffy yeah. turning up to Well Senator Stern Alexander. didn't know was Hydra but it makes I sense I didn't know it was Senator Stern, Stern because between the first film and the second film he'd had a bit more of his ass lifted onto his forehead Yeah Well he was the one who well you, you, you know who he is because he was the one who's trying to get this technology off Tony Stark Yeah And Tony Stark goes eh, no You just stick to first lifts Yeah Have some more Botox Cat then finds himself having a fight with... Uh, Bucky. Well, he doesn't know it's Bucky, and then he does know it's Bucky. He's like, oh, Bucky. And he's like, who's Bucky? Does he say it in such a high pitch? Yeah. Fucky Bucky. Oh, yeah. As, as you've coined. Mm-hmm. Lucky fucky Bucky. Yeah. Good fight scene. Yes, very good. Actually, good, good. Again, um, good use of the tableau from the comics. Mm. Mr. Pollard picked up the tableau from the first film with him wearing the... Uh, propaganda style costume and poses taken from when he's punching Hitler, which is taken straight from the comics. So they've again made good use of the tableau with the shield grab and the sh- well. The main one is when his he fists um, Captain America. With the so- <laughs> back in the room, um, he fists. It doesn't sound any better. Doesn't no, we you need it. to rephrase that. When when Winter Soldier punches the the shield that is taken straight from the comics. Okay. The fist hitting the shield mm. is from the comics. Okay. As is uh, Winter Soldier grabbing the shield because in the comics he becomes Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cool. Because yeah. a number of people in the comics who become Captain America. When they read well over the course of storylines, because obviously yeah. what they tend to do in the comics is when they run through a set. So, for example, they've been going since the seventies on onwards. So, as new illustrators illustrators take on the story, they adapt it. So, they kind of update things. So, do we think Bucky could become the new Captain America? No. I would. I would. I would want him to. Yeah. Because there is. There cool. is. There is um, legacy for that because mm. he does, and as we've already established, Bucky Barnes is now enhanced with the thing. So if, like you say, he gets deprogrammed and he's no longer working for Hydra as a enforcer, he has right to the shield. He can his arms vibranium. Mm. I mean, surely it can be the Falcon, given he described himself as being. Uh, I do what he does, except shitter. Sl- Sorry, slower. slower. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I meant slower because he's obviously got super speed. Um, but I read that as shitter. Yeah, well, he means with less stamina because obviously over time you could slow down, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, at this point, don't we realise that Fury's not dead? Woo! Woo woo! Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. a nice thing. You're welcome. I wish that had happened to Coulson, but that's... Uh, yeah, we have to wish, don't we? Yeah. Mm. That's nice, and then it all kicks off. 
Not before Stan Lee gets his cameo. It always makes me feel sad when I see Stan Lee in cameos, cam, cameos now. In camouflage? Yeah. Well, you're going to have him back, aren't you? If this, this, this multi-million, pound, multi-million pound deal goes through with Disney. What? Well, I understand from what I've read in the news recently that they've just, the family have done a deal to have Stan Lee appear in cameos, possibly audio and oh, cool. at the, at the um, when you go to these tourist attractions in the parks and yeah. things to have him his voice used how oh, cool and they've just handed a multi-million deal oh very good final act it's a pretty typical Marvel final act lots of banging lots of action mm. lots of explosions and fighting and shit I suppose the the main elements are obviously the the Hydra people come out of the wood, woodwork yeah not all of them but most of them and uh, Cap has to fight Bucky, but yes. decides he won't because he loves him. Yeah, because he's his mate. Mm. Yeah, that's the most poignant scene of that whole and um, last act, isn't it? The fact that they have that relationship and uh, that interaction, and then obviously Cap, he saves Cap at the end, doesn't he? Because he pulls him out of the water. Yeah. So something has clicked in Bucky in, in between all that fighting. Yeah, and hopefully you hope that like the Bucky inside is coming out to be a good air. Well, I mean it's an evolution of the character, isn't it? And that's what's good. What, what fans buy into is you want three dimensional characters, don't you? That's believable and yeah. relatable, and, mm. and because of the duality, he is believable because it's not unreasonable that you know give him a metal arm. It's not actually he's not any once you remove his arm, he's like like Iron Man says, what am he's I? Armless. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Yeah, that's why I do the jokes. <laughs> but he's just got a super-powered arm, yeah. which isn't anything special. Yeah. Once you take that off, mm. yeah, okay, he's enhanced because he's also got some of the super serum in him and he's been... Um, he's left armless. He's here all week. <laughs> oh, my days. I know. I have to put up with this. Yeah, you. Yeah, I've actually married him. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so he's another person that hasn't got huge powers he hasn't got heat rays or no. things like that so it, it's believable that you've got they cancel each other out because you've got him with a super arm that just could keep punching cap's shield all the time cap's got the strength to just be able to just take that hmm. and after a point a point you have to kind of go well you're just going to cancel each other out hmm. and because of the fact that he's been programmed then what you come down to is the only thing that um overcomes the for the win is captain speaking to him as Bucky Barnes yeah. and speaking to his the emo- emotional side which is yeah. do you not know who I am mm. and that's the what, what over, that's I tried what that once to get in somewhere and th- yeah they said no um, so I think that's what that was what it came down to it came down to the fact that Bucky Barnes knows and has history with Captain America because mm. the two of them could have just fought like that all day and as Captain America said, Captain America says I can just do this all day forth. yeah exactly yeah, would it, yeah, nobody would have won no because he's got a vibranium arm yeah um, against the vibranium shield, yeah, that would have carried on, yeah, until something. And obviously, both of them can do a shield. But who throw. do you think would win? Because eventually, one of them might get tired, or would lose. Who do you think would win in that fight? America. I, I think Captain America would win, simply because he's enhanced. Exactly. He's got two arms. Yeah. Well, Bucky's enhanced, but he's not yeah, but super serum enhanced. He hasn't super serum enhanced yeah. the level that Captain America is. Mm. Is he not? I th- I thought he did. You know, he's got some, but it's like like Captain um, Captain Britain or, or Peggy Carter yeah. has 
some, but it doesn't give you... Each one doesn't end up having... This, the whole point of the Super Serum, as we've established in previous episodes, is it enhances the characteristics of the individual. Okay. So if you are inherently good, then it will enhance those needs. If you're bad, you'll end up being a bit bad. Which is why, so for example, like with, with the Hulk, for example, they messed around with the Super Serum. So when he had it with the gamma radiation effect, it made him um, the Hulk. But then when Abomination took it, it made him bad. And then Red Hulk is a different thing again. And as you go on and so on and so on and so forth, it, it, it sort of, each person is different. So it affects the metabolism or the 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 cellular and genetical genetic makeup of that person. Got it, yeah. Which is why X-Men and mutants have different mutations. It's why with the Inhumans, for example, when they take um, the trigenesis, or whatever it's called, the the um, the rock that they crack, that's in Agents of Shield. If if only enough, um, you either die or terogenesis, I think it's called. Whatever happens, you you either die or you inherit some sort of lay um, latent ability. Mm. Um, which is where the inhuman, the inhumans are like the original ones, but that's where that telogenesis comes from, because it's somewhere in your like what they call the uh, mutant gene. Right. So I suppose it's a bit like we all can we all carry cancer cells, but it takes something to activate those cells. Yeah, it's like that. I see. Okay. Um, the ending ends as we all expect, where the goodies win, Hurrah. and it all comes to an end, and we all move on happily ever after. Or we get post-credit scenes that throw a catamounts to the pigeons that suggest things are still to come. Upon I haven't us. watched the post-credit in this one actually. Okay. What well, did you shall think? we discuss oh. them? Well, what did you think of the post? The, the second of the post-credit, which is obviously Bucky going to the museum and learning about himself, is sort of exciting, or was exciting at the time because it shows that he's getting in touch with who he was and mm. hopefully that will result in us getting Bucky back again, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but it leaves the door open because there's no guarantee he will because he's got a long way to come back yes. to do that. For me, the most exciting post-credit was seeing uh, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver appear, particularly because at the time, Disney didn't own X-Men rights. And so this created a massive multiverse quandary because, of course, Scarlet Witch is famous for being the daughter of, both of them are. Magneto. Well, yeah, sorry, both of them are Magneto and... Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. So Dark Phoenix and Magneto create Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, well, they were... So the, the, the legal wranglings were so much as because they appear in the Avengers and the X-Men, they were allowed to use them. They just couldn't cast the same characters. Yeah. So they were allowed to use them. However, we don't know them as Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in this. They're just known as their names. Yeah. Which is um, uh, Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. But it's quite exciting because oh, any absolutely. comic book people would have would, seen yeah. this and gone, what the actual fuck, they're X-Men. Yeah. Um, whilst knowing that X-Men was owned yeah. by someone They've else. They changed. They, they didn't allude to... They weren't, well, Marvel weren't at the time allowed to use the word mutants or X-Men. They've just kind of created the backstory, which is the powers that they have are a result of the Tesseract. Because we find ourselves in a slightly weird situation around about this time because we ended up with two Quicksilvers in two different universes, didn't we? We did. We ended up with the X-Men Quicksilver mm. and 
this Quicksilver. We did with the prequel X-Men movies, yeah. And you'd have been happy because you'd seen Baron Von What's-His-Face? Strucker. Von Strucker? Yeah. So you you wouldn't, on the basis you haven't seen them, you wouldn't have cared about any of them? No, I wouldn't. But I'm excited that Bucky goes back. Okay. Well, what Easter eggs do we have in this episode? So there was this this particular film was filled chock full of Easter eggs, callbacks, uh, links to the comics. One of the one. Can of I the, sneak in early and say <laughs> I heard the word Stephen Strange mentioned, and so that was an exciting Easter egg. Uh, well, you just read my mind because I'm literally about to say uh, that was that. probably one of the few ones I did pick up on. But how cool was that? So taking your thing that you picked up, which was my first Easter egg. Stephen Strange is mentioned by name by Jasper Sitwell, which is the the guy who, who we find out works for Cap, um, Cap works for Hydra, um, and he's mentioned that to him to Cap on the rooftop. Um, we've the first time we've had reference to Doctor Strange in the MCU before, so it kind of opens up the Marvel universe a bit more. But this is when he's revealing. As, as per most villains do when they're about before they meet the demise give the whole backstory to their plan and monologue the whole plan and he tells them um, that what what Hydra's planning to do to eliminate all the men and women who could pose a threat to their organisation mm. among the likes of and he names drop name, name drops Tony Stark Bruce Banner but he also mentions and I've done some extra extracurricular backstory to this he also mentions a a valedorian in Iowa City um, which a valedictorian thank you yeah valedictorian in Iowa City who could be Ethan Edwards now Ethan Edwards in the comics is a Skrull whose father created the Super Skrull and uh, Ethan Edwards ended up working alongside Peter Parker at the Daily Bugle Hmm. Um, now also is mentioned uh, oh, he also became the crime fighter Moral Man. Now, that, so so we don't. This is what a shit name. I know all the other good ones are taken. <laughs> Mor- uh, Who are you? I'm Moral Man. Yeah. Oh, really? You pompous ass. I think Immoral Man was gone. Sitwell <laughs> uh, also mentions a man located in Cairo, Egypt. Um, oh, is that Moon Knight? So Moon Knight. Oh, cool. who could be the the only one in Cairo, a former mercenary um, who's transformed into the Egyptian moon god's physical avatar, Mark Spector, and would go on to be a vengeful spirit. So wow. that's the two people who are mentioned in this movie that could be. And for those fans who, well, it's not a spoiler, is it? Because Moon Knight's out. Yeah. And so you think back it's to when that film... It's incredible that you think how long ago that film came out. Yeah. Oh, ten years. Well, Marvel do this all the time. They leave don't, they don't leave anything on the table. There's, there's things that have been Mega. mentioned years, years ago. And it comes to pass. Mm. Uh, now, whether they do that because they think, well, we've got it there if we need to do it and we can pick it up when we want to. Um, Ezekiel 25:17, which is on Nick Fury's tombstone, is a Bible passage that should be, should be familiar to anyone who's a Quentin Tarantino fan because that was the film that Nick Fury... Well, no, no sorry, that Samuel Jackson was in. Um... During the targeting sequence for Project Insight, one of the crosshair points at the redesigned Stark Tower... Uh, was sporting the A from the end of Avengers, um, which was was a stated as a target for Hydra. Um, but when Anthony Stark has found an image of what appears to be Stark Tower is shown. However, according to the directors, it's not Stark Tower, but in fact a future fully fledged Avengers Tower from the from the comic books. Wow. Um, Stern we find out is part of the Hydra's plan as well. It works for Hydra, Hydra, so it kind of puts a bit more 
perspective into why he wanted Tony Stark's technology from Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was quite funny, and as you say, was full of the old Botox. His forehead was flatter than an iron. Banner von Strucker, he gets mentioned by name, um, which also shows that the death of Hydra has only resulted in two more taking its place, and that the work that's been going on uh, of Baron Wolfgang von Strucker who was also seen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and also interesting to note in the comics, he has ties to the Wrecking Crew, which is my prediction for She-Hulk. Another interesting fact that Andreas von Strucker, the son of Baron von Strucker, became Swordsman, who is also is from another show that's recently just been on Disney+, Plus, who not a sponsor, which was Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Correct. And his daughter, Andrea von Strucker, became Black Knight, both seen in the Fox show The Gifted which was Fox, which is probably now, well, it will be Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twins, uh, which are these survivors, inverted commas, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, um, hints that they were the only ones to survive the experiments, uh, which was done with Loki's staff, uh, post credit scene, direct tie-in to the Avengers, Age of Ultron. Which How have they managed to get hold of the staff? Is that because S.H.I.E.L.D. took it off Loki? Well, because Loki, um, it became the Tesseract, didn't it? And the Red Skull... Uh, stole it and obviously Hydra is a link to the Red Skull so is the yeah well but well because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s got it and but I Hydra thought is Thor took, took it back or did he not did he leave it with S.H.I.E.L.D. well he no, left we, it with S.H.I.E.L.D. because you were Captain Marvel at the end of Avengers Captain Marvel assemble. who in Captain Marvel's with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't it yeah but then in Thor but in the chronological timeline this film is based after Avengers Assemble and and in Avengers Assemble, obviously Loki as the staff gets the staff taken off of him. Bye. And Thor. the question is, did Thor take it back to Asgard or did he give it to Shield to look I'm after? I'm sure he took it to Asgard. But at the time of the prior to him taking it back from anyone, those experiments could have been going on before. So maybe it's worth just assuming that before mm. somebody it took was, it anywhere, it was pre-assemble. Yeah, mm. pre-assembled. Which is the name of the <laughs> sequel? Yeah. Um, um, Ed, Brubre- Ed Brubaker, who was responsible for bringing Bucky Barnes to life as the Winter Soldier, makes a cameo as one of the scientists to the brainwashed assassin. Um, Crossbones gets his uh, debut, which is Brock Rumelo, who fights Falcon at the end and managed to survive the heli carrier crash of 2014. He's such a knob. Um, but they haven't so he hasn't got his mask in this but they've given him two belts that give the crossbones look so he hasn't got his comic look with the crossbones across his mask he's just got two like gun belts or whatever they are Mm. in a cross just to give him that thing Um, the one that you picked about Sharon Carter's um, niece ending in Pet and Carter Peggy Carter's niece Sharon Carter correct she's there there's because of the director's um, who, oh, well, the two, the Russo brothers, or the Russo brothers, should I say, who directed this, they've thrown in a little cheeky Easter egg from, uh, because they directed a couple of episodes of Community, if you've seen that, a very funny film, not a sponsor, but a very funny series, so to say. Um, Danny Pudi and DC Pearson are in this, and one plays the Apple Genius, and one plays the Triskelion Guard that Cap holds up, um, and they've, kind of played Pudi and Abed in the community TV show um, interestingly the list that is given by Sam to read for Cap's sort of history buff mm. knowledge changed 
in each country the film was shown. Okay. So for America and you sort of UK audiences, it was like watch the Beatles, and then if it went to Korea, it would be K-pop. Right. <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> I'm down with the kids. Yeah, you are. Um, in this, we get to see Captain America's Secret Avenger suit. That's from the comics. They obviously were careful to throw in, in the first Captain America film, his wartime suit, and in this one. They've taken his darker colour shift to his covert missions, which is taken from um, the comics, and we may see in the future his patriotic suit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the Who Needs a Parachute is literally taken from the universe. Uh, the patriotic suit? Yeah. Like, how can you get more patriotic than having <laughs> red, the red, white, and, and the blue splattered all over your uh, suit? That's interesting. More stars. Uh, the, the the line he says who needs a parachute is from the Ultimate comic where he hates parachutes mm. and they've just used it in the film uh, the Lemurian star has two uh, two links uh, this is the opening credit scene where he jumps into jumps out the back of the plane mm. onto it uh, first of all the name of the ship is a race a nod to a race of aliens called the Lemurians uh, and they had possible ties to the Deviants that were created by the Celestials. Um, and the villain Batrock is the is taken from the comic villain Batrock the Leaper. And they've kept his purple and gold coloured costume similar in the film. Mm. Um, Pierce, Alexander Pierce, uh, which was a fantastic casting because it played by Robert Redford, who anyone who's a fan of Robert Redford will know played several roles in similar type spy movies. Mm. Um, and Love Robert Redford. Yeah, I, I think he's fantastic. And also, anyone who's familiar with his best friend, um, Paul Newman, a side Easter egg, um, product placement that appears in the movie, which is the um, Newman's own product, was Paul Newman. That's called pulling strings for your mate. Yeah, well, Paul Newman, they were best friends until he died in 2008, so... Uh, I thought that was quite nice. Mm. Um, the helicraft, helicarriers have had an upgrade. The propulsion engines that are in, in the new uh, new helicarriers are the design, thanks to Tony Stark, because since his last encounter in Avengers, where he went through one of them... Yeah, for the emergency cancel button. <laughs> he's decided to update them to repulsors rather than actual bladed um, engines, which means that Tony Stark learns from his mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, winning... Widow's necklace, a suggestion that Hawkeye and Black Widow are more than just friends. You're welcome. <laughs> um, she wears an arrow necklace. Um, see, I yeah, put the legwork in, so you don't need just... to. Do you just buy random women necklaces, do you? You buy your friends presents. Do we you bought buy... you a Christmas present, didn't we? You didn't buy me a necklace with a bell end no, on it. No, we bought you a, a time stone. Well, I went back in time and I took it back. <laughs> and you, you got me uh, an advent calendar, which was a Star Trek ball cube. Yeah, but that's because you're my mate. And yeah, I well, know. Yeah, well, but I didn't she, buy a necklace with a he, bloody he's ball her thing. Blight, so he bought her a necklace. Going arrows are cool. Anyway, I mean that's another husband and wife conversation right there, isn't it? If you buy a lady a necklace, is that acceptable when you're married? No. Okay, done. <laughs> Definitely not. The I mentioned it before. The shield punch that Marvel have managed to include the straight from the comics. The punch that Winter Soldier does to Captain Captain America's shield. Um, then. We'll also know from the comics that Bucky Barnes goes on to become a force for good and become uh, a Captain America, which is also visually alluded to when he um, throws and wields the shield. Zola's transcendence, Ishtar, you mentioned Armin Zola in the comics. Not quite exactly how he is in the 
in the comics because he has like a exoskeleton suit mm. that he has but they've tried to do what they can where they put his brain on a computer screen mm. but he has a mechanized suit in the comics and he's able to transfer his consciousness into a in the comics it's a robotic suit using notes left by the devi de- notes left by the deviants whenever Ash- i see that scene all i can think about feature armor you know the heads in yes the, the yeah jars. yeah well i always thought that because my my inability to keep up with modern technology i would end up in a really old computer <laughs> and go hello i'm not really on the apple 27 a bit like your phone well exactly i'd end up on that which is in the shop getting repaired as we talk um Shall We Play a Game is a throwback to the Matthew Broderick film War Games, if anyone's familiar with that. And then, finally, cameos. Joe Russo, Joe Russo makes a cameo in the film, being the doctor that helps Black Widow. And then, as you said, Mark, um, Ballard. Yes, dear. It sounds weird when I say your name, which mm. is weird, isn't it? Stan Lee, once again, makes a cameo as the security guard at the Smith Smithsonian's. Go on, buddy. I'll put your teeth in. I know, yeah. Smithsonian. There you go. That's it. Amazing. Excellent. Some great facts. So let's move on to my favourite part of the show, which is the ranking section. Mm-hmm. Um, you did hear that correctly. Uh, each week, uh, rather each episode, we rank, give the score, the movie a score out of ten, and it therefore falls within what will ultimately be a list of rankings of our films so we'll be able to see which were our favourites. Yeah. Um, we also rank our favourite characters. So at the end of all of this, we will have our top 10 favourite characters. The rules are quite simple. Uh, they need to be in the film. And personally, I would caveat that with more than five seconds. And we can only move them if they've been in a film. So, for example, if Loki is number four, you can't move him up or down until he's in the actual film. So, let's start with the movie ranking out of ten. Yeah. Ish, do you want to go first and let us know what you think this film gets out of ten? Yeah, so... um, And why? Yeah, sure. So, let me go through what my top nine were first, and then I can add me uh, extra one. So, I had Avengers Assemble, nine out of ten, number one. Iron Man, um, one, nine out of ten, number two. Uh, At number three, I had Iron Man, two, eight out of ten. Thor, 7 out of 10. Number 4, Captain America, First Avenger was 5. Iron Man 3 was 6, with 6 out of 10. Thor Dark World, 6 out of 10, was 7. Captain Marvel, 6 out of 10, was 8. And Hulk was 1 out of 10, 10. Now, for Captain America Winter Soldier, he's coming in at number 6. So he is going above Iron... It's going above Iron Man 3, but below Captain America, First Avenger, and it's going in at 7 out of 10. I don't think it was any worse or any better than the first movie. Um, there wasn't really a big bad that I was ha- as, like really happy with, and Bucky came in a little bit more, so I think that deserved the seven. Okay, uh, so lay them. I'll tell you what your top ten were, lay them or top nine. So you had Avengers Assemble nine out of ten, number one. Iron Man two nine out of ten. Number two, number three, Iron Man three, eight out of ten. Number four, Iron Man two, eight out of ten. Captain Marvel was number five, eight out of ten. Captain America: First Avenger, seven out of ten. Number seven was Thor, seven out of ten. Eight was Thor: Dark World, seven out of ten. And Hulk was six out of ten at number nine. So where's Captain America: First? Well, not First Avenger. No, 
Falcon. Winter Soldier. Yeah. You just make you just making up the titles again now. Seriously. Marvel wanna employ you. I know. So I was gonna give I'm gonna give this film eight out of ten. Wow. And I'm gonna put it above Iron Man three, which I also gave. So it's going in at three. Wow. Wow. And I'll the reason quickly of why Winter Soldier. Oh. If I was gonna be a villain, one of the ones that I would have, because I wouldn't be an I wouldn't be an egotistical villain, would be Winter Soldier. Mm. I quite like the idea of being an assassin with meta-human abilities, but ones that are believable. Yeah. So I can't grow my arm back, but I've got a metal arm, and I could punch you right out. Okay. In- interesting. Pollard, shall I read your number 10 so we've got some consistency? Do it. Okay. So now your number one was Avengers Assemble, 10 out of 10. Number two, Iron Man, 9 out of 10. Number three... <laughs> Captain America First Avenger, 8 out of 10. Number 4, Thor 1, 8 out of 10. Number 5, Iron Man 3, 8 out of 10. 6, Iron Man 2, 8 out of 10. 7, Captain America 7 out of 10. Thor Dark World 6 out of 10. And at number 9 was Hulk at 4 out of 10. Where is Winter Soldier going? Winter Soldier's also going in at number 3 for me. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. That's is that just because it's the cap? No, it, it's a great film. It's got espionage, it's got cliffhangers, it's got people you think are dead, it's got great characters being brought back, but in a completely new and interesting way. It's nuanced. I mean, just from the beginning debates that we had about this film, that gives you an indication of all the clever topics that it opens it up to. Mm. Um, and there are no right and wrong answers, except obviously mine, which are the right ones. Um, <laughs> In your humble opinion. <laughs> but that that, that's the beauty of this this film. It's just a clever film and it's really, it's right on my speed. I love all the espionage stuff. So mm. this is exactly the kind of film that I enjoy. I expected you to have that high of a score for Captain America though. Right, lay them. And it's yeah. got the cap in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not 10, but mm. okay. Uh, right, favourite characters. Okay. Uh, no change in mine. At all. At all. I had, uh, at the moment, my top 10 is Loki number one, uh, Black Widow number two, and she was still as good, Iron Man three, Thor four, Nick Fury five, Hulk six, which is a new Hulk, uh, Hawkeye seven, Cap is at eight, and nine is at Col- nine's Coulson and ten's Thanos, and I wouldn't change any of that. So you would keep Captain America below Hawkeye still? Basically, yeah. <sighs> All right, lay them. Shall I read out yours? Yeah, if you want. Your top ten at the moment, Iron Man is one, Loki's two, Talos three, Red Skull four, Aldrich Killian five, Bucky Barnes at six, Travis Slattery at seven, Captain America at eight, Agent Peggy Carter at nine, and Ronan the Accuser at ten. Mm. Any change? There is one. Oh. Winter Soldier's going in at two. Oh. Wait, wait. can we do that? Separate Bucky Barnes and Winter Soldier? Oh, you wouldn't let me do it with the Mandalorian and bloody... Not Mandalorian. You wouldn't let me do it with bloody the Mancurian candidate. What's his name? No. Are you kidding me? I, do you know what? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna let him do that. What? You you couldn't. He wouldn't it's let me do it. The same fucking person. You wouldn't let me do it with bloody the man, the Mandarin and to, to, to well yes actually do it because it is a different character. It is not. A well, it's called Winter Soldier for it's fuck's the sake. Same bloody person. It's not called Captain America Bucky Barnes, is but it? I I suppose I to argue for Latham. He has no consciousness as Bucky Barnes. Not me. He doesn't even know who Bucky Barnes is, and therefore it is almost like having a completely separate person. He's got 
different Wait. superpowers to Bucky Barnes. He's got an arm. Didn't we say that if it was on IMDb as a separate character, that was the only way that it would be added to the list? And I'm well, pretty I can't sure remember what if the you rules can't were, do we IMDb. That last week, actually. IMDb it and it says Winter Soldier he's in. Admittedly, on a default And reason, where would he have gone? Number two. Okay. Above. That's exciting. Moving him down so I lose the only accuser. attention whilst he's trying to find out whether he's on IMDb. The only reason you wouldn't let me have the Mandalorian, the Mandarin, said, fucking Mandarin, is because he wasn't on IMDb. As it says, Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier is one person. Mm. No, it doesn't. It says Bucky Barnes slash Winter so Soldier. So it's the same fucking no, person. You cannot. And the bleak no. is a separation. No, no, not having any of that. Bra- it wasn't. You move Bucky Barnes up, or you don't move him. I think all. what's happened here is you've gagged into. We make the rules. <laughs> Right, that it, makes sense. No, it does make sense because it isn't Bucky Barnes bracket Winter Soldier. No. It's a bleak. It's a separation. It's not two it different is. people. It is. I suppose to play devil's advocate for a second, um, what happens in the future? Because obviously Winter Soldier isn't going to. He's going to start learning about Bucky Barnes. At which point does he become Bucky Barnes again? But yes. he's still got Winter Soldier's powers. No, we say Bucky. We'll be Bucky Barnes because he's not known as a Winter Soldier at the moment. He's Winter Soldier. He's literally Winter Soldier. So when does he not become Winter Soldier? When he's back to being Bucky Barnes. Which is when? When, when he has self, self-understanding self nah. of who he is. Are you joking me? Seriously. It, Seriously. It's called Winter Soldier. Oh, my days. The whole film's called Winter Soldier. So, so Avengers Assemble, it's you Bucky can't Barnes. call it Avengers. I mean, don't look at me. I'm kind of on your side, but... You also make the rules. It's Go your rules. But you've never fucking listened to the rules. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact you suddenly decided to listen to the rules. Um, I listened wait. to the rules last time when you wouldn't let me have the Mandarin. Well, we've got Thunderbolt, what, Ross, Abomination, and Ronan the Accuser in, none of which you listened to me when I was trying to make the rules. <laughs> so I do sort of feel like you've made a rod for your own back by ignoring the rules. You would not it. let me have Mandarin Yes, last last time we did the recording because he wasn't mentioned. And the Mandarin... Yeah, the a, Mandarin if, wasn't mentioned. Well, it technically wasn't mentioned on IMDb. If you go on to, if you go on to Google and put in yeah, his character... Yeah, IMDb is a thing. I think because you've totally disregarded the rules previously about the abomination... Oh, my God. I'm totally going to annoy you in the same way as you've annoyed me up to this point by ignoring <laughs> the rules by agreeing... <laughs> So, are you keeping Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier at six? No, I'm po- okay, okay, I'm going to move Bucky Barnes right up to number two because as far as I'm concerned, he's a Winter Soldier. <laughs> okay. All right. And actually, what I want put him to in, do... Put him what, in what? as slash because he's already Winter- in there. Yeah, put yeah. him in slash Winter Soldier because that's what I'm going to put him in as. Cause, yeah, fine. Because we're going to follow the rules that makes of, sense. that Ishtar's making that up on our podcast. That makes more sense. Fucking hell. And also then while we're doing that, can you put slash Mandarin under Trevor Slattery then? as Please, please. Yeah, but... Isn't that more... Didn't we say that the Mandarin was Aldrich Killian? No. Because if you... We, all because IMDb did not have Trevor Slattery as Mandarin. And never somewhere, you can't put him as Mandarin then. No, but, but someone IMDb else did. has Bucky down as Bucky slash Winter Soldier. Mm. Yeah. So now that's doubly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got on? Because let's let's see what else... Have we got Nick Fury on that list at all? Nick Fury is at number 15 on your list. Okay, well, let me just put... Take oh, him wait, off. Is there? Okay, I'm going to put crossbones on now. <laughs> God, up. he's not a good. He's got no superpowers. No, I like him though. Really? Yeah. Well, was, I, I wasn't going. Nice, you forced yeah. me. You forced yeah. me into this now. Where's he going? Well, he's going to have to go at the bottom, isn't he? So no. Agent Peggy Carter's going. You're bumping Peggy Carter. Wait, no, you're bumping Ronan the Accuser. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he's going to have to go with, put him where he needs to be. Ronan Hughes is going to have to go down, and I'm going to put crossbones in. All right, after Pe- Peggy Carter. Yeah, just out of spite. That's fine, because Romney Accuser shouldn't have been on there anyway, to yeah, be perfectly true that. honest. True that. All right. I see there's a shift in the force. <laughs> what what you do with Nick Fury, because you you wound an ad. He's sitting at I know, 16. but I haven't got that many more people. He's already in the film. Um, but am I allowed to move people around because he's in the film? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can move him up if you want. No, I'm probably going to move him down. He's at 16. The only person he's above is Happy Hogan. Right, yeah. So he's good. <laughs> He's just doing it to wind us up now. <laughs> I feel yeah. Should have just let me have Winter Soldier, should No, I'm fine with it. Don't bother me. Now we're in the top five. Anyways, Pollard, shall I read out your top ten? Please do. Cap, number one. I'm a number two. Uh, oh, you see, you've, you've, you've fucked this up, haven't you? Number three is Loki. Force Thor. Uh, five, Black Widow. Six, Hawk. Uh, Six Hawkeye, seven Hulk, Hulk the second incarnation, um, eight Nick Fury, nine Happy Hogan, and ten Darcy Lewis. Okay. <laughs> Darcy. She was funny. All right. I like her witty bounce. What's your new list then? Uh, so, uh, Black Widow's getting promoted up to number three because she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to have bumped her up early in this, but we obviously had to. <laughs> but we had to respect the fact that she played smaller parts in the previous roles. Mm-hmm. But she's she is back to being awesome, and so she goes in number three. Um, not that it matters, but for the purposes of this, I've added Falcon and Bucky Barnes as eleven and twelve on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they may break into the top ten. It was touch and go whether I'd put Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier in above Darcy Lewis, but. Darcy's witty bants just came ahead. They ain't going to stop you from an invasion, are they, with uh, witty bants? Well, they don't need to because I've got Hulk, Thor, and Loki, and Black Widow, and Iron Man, and Captain America number one to do all that shit. I think people should write in this. Whereas you've got Kevin Slattery. (laughs) Kevin Slattery. Yeah, I've got the Mandarin, you mean, yeah, who's got the power of all of the people in his organisation. I mean, I I, I know we knock it, but your your list, Latham, is definitely the list I would go with in a fight. Oh, please. I what? would. Trevor. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, because you're not looking at this tactical. He has the empowerment yeah. of a whole organiser. He has the ten rings under his under his fingers. Crossbones, he's just a crispy chip at the minute. Well, you know, Brilliant. he is still a formidable fighter with his big pump, pumpy fist. And Peggy Carter's 100 years old. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's why she's near the bottom. She's number nine, isn't she? Nick Fury's dead in this film anyway, so he's out of action. Yeah, but so far we've established that Crossbones is in hospital, Peggy Carter's 100 years old, and Trevor is actually just... Yeah, but Trevor is... A cockney drunk. Yeah, but people who are in the Ten Rings organisation don't all know that that's the case. That's So I'm looking from a tactical point of view. He has the power to go get him killed, and yeah. then maybe Crossbones will turn up with his crispy face and say, I'm coming for you. Love it. Um, but if you want to write in and think and, and ask people whether we should have had Winter Soldier as a separate entity, because he is, then, you know, and also Captain America is slower than speed on thingamajig, stamina, <laughs> bring in, phone in, whatever. Have we got a phone in? <laughs> go, go on social media, at the two marks, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, or email us at the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk. Uh, which film are we doing next? Well, Age of Ultron, I think it is. Is it? Well, that's what the lead-in is, the start, direct lead-in to Age of Ultron. Just check it. Yeah, but that was, sure. that was the... Uh... Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, we're going out to space. Okay, well, that's handy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about this recording. 
the next episode will drop very soon. It's a, we're going to do them every fortnight again, like we were doing originally. So we're back on course again. So just keep it peeled. Subscribe to the Two Marks channel, in which case it will automatically download onto your device of choice. Um, and you can go and search and find us on all of the major platforms. So that's Apple, Spotify, Google, Deezer, Stitcher, etc., etc. Yeah, go nuts. Guys, thank you very much as always. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And also listening to Ishtar. <laughs> Excelsior! social at the two marks on facebook twitter and instagram also check them out on youtube